We think I spit rare, we sound in that great area podcast. They talk about hip hop all the way in the UK, so they gon' get props. Ooh, let me catch it, let me catch it once again. Every time I'm spitting, I'll be making. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> So today, we are reviewing Kendrick Lamar's latest release, Mr. Rao and the Big Steppers. I think, um, first of all, I think we should say that we're recording this like a month after it came out. Like we've taken our time, we've listened to the album, we've not tried to like, you know, come up with some, you know, masterful dissection within a few days. Oh, wait, wait, uh, tell them what we did on release day, because I don't think they understand what we did on release day. They don't even know what we did on release day. Uh, we got up at the crack of dawn. Crack of dawn and had our own little listening party. And by the crack of dawn, we mean we were on Spotify, pressing refresh, waiting for that, that thing to drop. Like we were up early, early. Yeah, it was like, good morning, crackers. Trust me, wait, have I got the road book? There's no wheel ups. That's all I'm saying. There might be requests for it. Though. Lifetime. Tell them. Oh, wow. Man, that's a lot taking in the first person. So much, man. So much. I think it's too early for me to even understand what I've just listened to. No, I have so I much taking. That was so much taking, man. Jeez Louise, that was just, nah, that's way too much. I already know which tracks are my highlight tracks, though. Like, just based off just sheer <laughs> vibe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need. You don't need to look at who um, who uh, produced that that one with Taylor Page. I'm not surprised. Is it Beckham? Is it Beckham? That's one of them. I You're not joking. joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. joking. I'm uh, not joking. Alchemist and Beckham. It's too much to take in, man. I, I I was on a just a wave of a journey. I don't I don't know, man. I can't process it yet. I was way too much to take. There was way too much to take on for like that. I, I don't know. It was just. I need to listen to it again. The only thing I could say at this point is that felt like a confession. The whole mm. the whole thing was like a purge of all the shit he he's been going through and working out in these five years. We've not heard from him, and he's changed since then. Like some of the stuff he's saying. Yeah. Artistically, it's like chipping for butterfly, right? Like he's pushed. He's pushed himself. He's pushed himself artistically. This is pure art because he was at his most vulnerable as well, like exposing absolutely everything. He's gone beyond. He's gone beyond the butterfly. Like this, this isn't even just hip hop anymore. You know how I always say I need time, and I'll be honest. A lot of the time, I'm being generous with that. I kind, you know, you kind of after like five listens, you kind of know how you feel about an album. But I always just kind of give artists the benefit of the doubt. This one needs time. This one could change in six months' time. Mm. There's 100%. so much, there's so much in it. You're back outside, but they still lie. We we did. <laughs> we were back outside. But, um, we heard that, and we entered a new realm at five in the morning. I think a couple people cried. I cried a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we had moments. Mm. I think we should also say that you know, usually with our reviews, we do an intro. Um, kind of like discuss what an artist means to us and our experiences and that we're not going to do that today but if you want to if you want to do that with Kendrick there's plenty of other outlets out there you can get that information all people need to know is we are all massive fans we've been 
what following him since before Good Kid Mad City. Um, we all, I think, hold him up as one of the greatest artists to do it beyond rap and hip hop. Um, maybe another time, another day, we will do, you know, a Discogs or some other form of episode that covers his career. But today is about the album, right? You are <laughs> let's just let's just go straight in then. So I think it's probably best we talk about the content and themes first. Um, something that I, I've noted is to me, and tell me if you disagree, for me, that the main two themes throughout the whole album were grief and trauma. Yeah. And I think mm, it would be good to sort of explore how how this was kind of covered throughout the album, how it links to other themes, such as like fatherhood or infidelity, you know, materialism. I, I, the, I want the... Kieran to try to speak more on that. I'm going to get his name completely wrong. The Eve Bridge Lockhart man, that guy. Because yeah, someone was saying he was like a therapist, guiding Kendrick through a little bit. So uh-huh. whoever, was that you, Kieran? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Guide, I think, yeah, me. to be honest though, Theo's the one that made me start looking into it more because he started bringing out that therapy. This is the thing, like, we, we were theorizing for like a whole week, weren't we? But mm, Theo mm, came with some mad theories, like, throughout that week about like how every song is a therapy session and stuff like that. And then I started hearing, um, someone told me, like, oh, have you, have you noticed Eckhart Tolle was mentioned? Because I was speaking to them about it a month before as well. I, I don't even know how this, like, synchronicity happened but then I was like okay let me check it out so I was researching I found out all of his like spiritual practices all that kind of stuff and then I noticed I think he plays the role of the therapist in the album mm. but I need mm, someone he else does. to confirm that yeah, yeah no no he yeah. does no no it's right you're, you're right and you'll notice at the beginning of father um father time um his partner says that you need to speak to Eckhart so he's already in there. That's that's the yeah, beautiful yeah. thing about it. Yeah. So um, and when he's saying, "Oh, good morning, Mr. Duckworth," that's him at, um, in Count Me Out. So that's yeah, him definitely in the therapy sort of session. Yeah, he doesn't. I he also... doesn't have more appearances than you'd think, though, as like the therapist. Mm. But a therapist's job is to listen more than speak. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm. like when Tyler the Creator had his therapy sessions, that the therapist was talking a lot, a lot. But like anybody who's had therapy or knows what therapy's like. Their best thing, yeah, yeah, the best thing they can do is listen to you and maybe they speak oh, 100%. at the end. So yeah. I think that's what he's doing. But also if it was um, if it was kind of like really explicit throughout, it becomes on the nose, doesn't it? And it almost becomes a bit gimmicky. That's true. Um, yeah. That's why I think. But the other thing I was going to mention, apparently this um, this guy appears in the one of the early or the first PG Lang videos that they did. Um, Ooh, that there's, a, there's a bit where Kendrick is sitting with him like almost like in a therapy session I guess like a oh, real wow. quick snippet so I'll be interested to go back and watch some of those PG Ooh. Lang promos and that just to see if there's any sort of like hints towards this album um, but yeah the grief and trauma thing I mean I mean there's elements to it that I think perhaps I'm not best to speak on because whilst I appreciate you know grief and trauma are universal everyone from all walks of life can experience them. I, I also, I recognize there's something nuanced to like black generational trauma. And I think that's something that really comes up, especially towards the end of the album, Kendrick mm. covers that. Um, it, but it would be interesting to, to discuss that, especially like, you know, in Mother I Sober, what he talks about. Um, I think we're jumping ahead of ourselves there. I think 
if we view every track for what it is, every track is an expression mm-hmm. of a different feeling or a different yep. moment. So I, I know you're trying mm-hmm. to get to Mother Eye Sober, but it's like, oh, let me get a track list up. Hold on. Like N95 well, is a feeling. Die Hard is a feeling. All like, of it's a feeling. Yeah, you know I mean, every single song has a, all has of a it. different feeling or a different moment or emotion. But like, I guess the, the deeper kind of delving into the, the trauma side of things is, is a lot more apparent. For some reason, to me, it's more apparent in the end of part two. But it, 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 in a way, it would be though, because if you if you start at the um, like the beginning of the album, where, where is like um, we were saying, if anyone goes through therapy, they kind of understand. So that what you need to when you go into therapy, it's all about sort of bringing everything into the room, and that's what Big Steppers is all about. And if you view each track as a different emotion and different therapy session in itself, he's bringing different things into the room. So the f- first like um, United in grief. He grieves differently. The way he grieves is through spending money and sleeping around. That's how he grieves. He's brought that into the session. N95, he brings another Hold sort of thing. Hold on. Ugh, you ugly as fuck. You are a He brings that into the session. And I could be here all day with all like, the different um, emotions for that first, um, first album. And then the second one is when they really touch on. And when they've stripped all those outlayers of what those emotions are, that's when you start like finding the source of why you why you were acting the way you were in the first album is because of the traumas and the grief that you discover but the only way to get to that point is by actually putting those things into the room first that's why the second one mr morale i find is so deep because you've been able to strip those layers out so that the grief and the trauma comes out and that's what that's why it sort of goes in that sort of feeling that's why when i don't know i obviously i've heard of different people's takes and it does sound chaotic in the first album but it's meant to sound chaotic i don't think people realize it's meant to sound like this his mind is all over the place it's meant to sound like it's all over the place that's the whole point of why it sounds the way it does because that's how someone feels when they go into therapy they're trying to find out what the problem is and they can't at the moment i'm just i'm gonna address what you just said but just to quickly go back i guess what i was trying to get at was that um, although it kind of Mother I Sober is the kind of, I guess, like the, although it's not the final track, it's like the uh, everything sort of comes together at that moment. And he's got that real sort of, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's almost like there's the clarity there. Mm. Like there's snippets throughout the album where he's addressing the the different, uh, like his grief and the, and the trauma and this and that. And then at that song, it kind of comes to a head. Um, but with what you were saying, Theo, um, like, this album isn't perfect, but I don't mean that as a criticism. Like it's especially that first half, like you say, it's meant to be messy. It's meant to be all over the place. And do you know what it reminds me a bit of? Has everyone seen Black Swan mm-hmm. film? Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, Natalie Portman's character. She's this elite ballerina, and she's you know part of you know one of the the most famous um, prestigious shows, which is uh, Swan Lake, and she's gunning like a lot of young women do in that situation to be the, the the main role, which is you play the white and the black swan. And she is like, she's like immaculate. She's so technical and but to the point where it's almost robotic. So she can do the white swan, but she, but her, I don't know what you'd call it. Teacher, instructor, whatever is getting at her. Cause she can't do the black swan because she's, you got to let loose. It's got to be dark and gritty and whatnot. So sometimes with art, it can't be perfect. Do you know what I mean? And it works in something like this because it's like you say, especially in that first half where he's all over the place and he's going through these really dark, deep emotions. And it's, you know, it's meant to be off kilter. 
And that's why it works so well, I think. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's like, I think the whole album, for me, it is a perfect artistic expression, but it's not like it's a perfect listening experience because mm. th- like the therapy sessions, like Theo was saying as well, they're not meant to be like perfect when they start. They're like here and there, you're like in defiance with stuff. So like you have these moments of like real clarity, like uh, Father Time, and but then it like draws back with Die Hard or it's the other way around, but like, He's just like here, then everywhere at the start. Like, I'm gonna talk about my dad, but then actually, I'm gonna run away from it. Things like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely feel that. And then, like, where some of those, like, those main themes are portrayed in other things, such as like, like infidelity, for instance. Something I found interesting is what this album has done for me has now kind of given a new, a new experience and meaning to past songs. So like, I think of a lust now. Way yeah, different. Now, now we understand. Yeah, way different. I know. Yeah, that I I have. And I you as well. You the alcoholism well. in you. Yeah, like, exactly. It, I understand that all the suicidal stuff actually in Tupac Butterfly. It all makes sense now. I yeah. think this album so, gives context to all of Kendrick's previous work. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm trying to say? We didn't know the real Kendrick before this album. Oh, that's really what I mean. Yeah, we, we were loving what he was giving us, but he was only giving us parts of himself, and this is the entirety of himself maybe not everything but he's given us the inside of him like he's given us more deeper than ever before yeah Yeah. it's more it's it's definitely his most um sort of honest open explicit there's still going to be more to him we never you know we can never know everything and I'm, i'm sure there might still there'll always be maybe things he never wants to share but this is like i say it's just given a whole new listening back to the older music basically is just there's just way more going through my head when i listen yeah it's quite genius almost i'm sure that uh, i mean something i also was going to say is um i think his intention with this album is this this album's for him do you get what i mean of course there's an element of it's for it's for my fans it's for consumers because why would you sell it otherwise well you know uh, but um more than any album to me this one is like he had to do this I think that's why some people may have been disappointed. It's like they weren't, this isn't what they were expecting. I think people wanted like, I think someone described it. And, and to me, I don't know where they got this from. They called it a victory lap. So when I heard, when I saw that rumor of like, this is his victory lap album, and I'm thinking, oh, we're going to get like a black hippie song. We're going to get like Dr. Dre. Do you know what I mean? It was going to, but it's not that at all. It's very and I think people wanted that we expected. Yeah, There's only it one yeah. rap feature. Yeah. Yeah. It's from a so, legend to be fair, but it's not, anyone I would have expected to hear on a Kendrick album, to be fair. Hmm. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the fatherhood thing as well, because something I got from, especially from like Good Kid Mad City, is that Kendrick had a a, a good relationship with his I, dad. Honestly, uh, this is yeah, this is me what threw me as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still thrown when I listen to it. Like, is this actually Kendrick's dad or just like a general conversation? But, but I think it's real in the sense that not many people have relationships in their lives where the, they see the other person as like perfect. Every most relationships have some kind of strain or strife, particularly with a parent. Like, we all have. I mean, I'm. A lot of people, I think, have conflicting feelings about their parents for various reasons. Um, I just found this one, like, to me, I guess the first, the thing I keep thinking, even when I listen to it now, is what conversation took place before, like, releasing that song? Like, I'd feel well uncomfortable, especially after, like, like I say, what we've kind of got from his music previously. 
for a lot of the songs though even with like auntie darius i always think when i hear that song like did he did he speak to yeah, them before did he, he speak to his it? family like, before hmm. yeah did he, exactly did he check a few of these things like we'll get into it but i don't think yeah, you yeah. can though because but, people will make you change bits chop bits i think it's one of those ones where the music just comes out and and whatever they need you to hear accept is what, what he said yeah because yeah. it's his experience you can't you can't tell yeah. someone not to speak their experience it's different if someone speaks their your business that you've told them but if someone speaks mm. about their experience of you Derek's because I don't think he's speaking out of oh, I don't want to press the button, but <laughs> I don't think he's speaking out of pocket. I think he's genuinely <laughs> speaking his Say, own experience. Saying that though, I don't think this is the kind of case where someone said their opinion and like they haven't taken other people's feelings into consideration. I think he's definitely like thought through mm. a lot of the controversial things he's done. You, well, you the know most what? Even stuff is 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 you know the trans stuff. I don't know if if we've got mm. that later in yeah. the run through. We can get into it. But yeah, know. that stuff. I don't know. <laughs> that went mm. over my head in the first season because I was mentally drained. But speaking about his dad as openly as he did, like I said, I don't see no problems with it. No, because I actually think it's healthy. No, no. Because I actually think it's um, decent. I don't think his dad is going to feel too uh, much uh, away about it anyway. I think if anything, he's probably educated his dad because when you actually deep in listen um, um, to it, that's happened to a lot of people, and it's probably and what's actually incredible is that when he's talking about his dad, what's happening to Kendrick has probably happened to his dad, and his dad has been morphed into that way and doesn't even realize what he's doing and that how it's affected Kendrick. Whereas he probably look, look and listen to that song and actually think oh damn yeah this is yeah i can see how that has affected you in that way but i was affected because probably his dad was like that to him and he didn't know how to embrace in his feelings it's like the little things about like this is just like a a minor trauma that he's Mm. i I do think trauma is a key theme in this album and like that's Mm -hmm. like that minor trauma that his dad inherited from his dad yeah Yeah. but i think um and I, i i mean i kendrick perhaps doesn't say this um really sort of explicitly but i think he's also he's given his dad he's cutting his dad some slack in the sense that his dad came from a you know a a rough and tough environment they lived in a rough and tough environment yeah the reason why he was the way he was with kendrick was partly because maybe that's all he knew but also to protect him because they lived in an environment where if you were quote unquote soft you'll get eaten alive right yeah yeah so and I think Kendrick kind of says that without actually saying it. What was Sean, what was Sean touching on about black generational trauma? I know you said you don't want to you don't want to speak on it because you know it's not your place. But like, I, I want to hear at least the talking points you had or, or the kind of conversation starters around it, maybe for the listeners and for us because yeah, that that kind of feeds into this. Yeah, yeah. I think well, like I said, on one hand, these things are universal. Like for instance. You know, I, I've had, and I'd obviously never say their names, I've had friends say to me things like, um, I, I don't think my dad's ever said he loved me or I can't remember the last time my dad hugged me and things like that. Mm. And you don't, and then I have thought about it before, but this album really made me think about the effects that has on people, on, on men specifically. But I think with this, how do I, how do I put this? Um, and I, maybe I'm, again, I'm jumping ahead, but when we talk, when when we relate it to the sort of the like the inclusion of Kodak and what he says on what he says towards the end of Mother I Sober, it's like there's, I guess, in society, there are real problems at grassroots levels that, that aren't being addressed. And there is a cycle to this. 
Do you get that, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, no, the, 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 the cycle definitely makes sense because you touched on that in Heart Part 5. How much are people a product of their environment or do they choose to be this way? You see what I'm trying to say? Hmm. With things mm, like, that's a very like the point. internet now that's and stuff like that, point. you can see outside of your, your current living situation. Do you know what I mean? You could mm. be broke, homeless, we, whatever. Is, you can look at a mansion we, now. We're not, we're not like gurus. Like we, all, we all act compulsively and like trauma will make people do stuff mm. compulsively. Oh, yeah. I'm not negating they're not consciously that. choosing that. But I'm saying maybe now with... with so, for example, the, the fact we were able to access this album, right? 20 years ago, I'm sure there was artists, you know, as good as, if not, you know, maybe better than Kendrick Lamar that no one ever heard of because the internet didn't exist. You'd have to physically go to the record shop. That person would have to have their own type of drive and hustle to to even get their music to you. And I think kind of going back to what Sean said about, you know, people inheriting trauma and inheriting mm. ways of acting and behaving, are people more accountable for that now? Is what, is what I guess I'm trying to say is like, is there a higher level of accountability because there's, like an element of more choice. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess what what yeah. it made me think is is, and I know I've said a couple of times like these things can be universal, but I don't want to be one of these. I, I mean, I, I get you're all on social media. I'm sure you've seen it where <laughs> like white liberal people will kind of like, I guess, almost like claim black trauma or or like black culture and try and like make it do you know what I mean is it gets a bit uncomfortable but I guess what I was thinking with this is Kendrick says something about like um tattoos and 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 something else chains and all that things yeah the mask the pain and it was really um not eye-opening because it's not like again it's not like something I've never considered before but it kind of like reaffirmed like there is something very specific to I'm gonna I'll go even more like nuanced to like the the sort of African-American experience and that generational trauma and not enough, I guess, I guess we don't hear it much, especially in mainstream rap. We don't really hear it at all. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Um, and I hope that maybe this album can, I don't know, get people thinking about it more. And like, it's not like making excuses for people's actions, but it's saying like, this is, ha- there's a cycle here. There's something going wrong at the beginning of people's lives. Let's address it. If that makes sense. Uh, it, it made me think about what Beyonce did in Lemonade with Jay-Z, where she was like, he's like, he cheated on me and he did all this stuff because of like how his dad treated him and like his mm. own past history and stuff like that, like the crimes and all of that kind of stuff. I don't know. Maybe she influenced this direction Kendrick went in a little bit. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. But we'll, we will get to it when we, we talk about Kodak because I do think there's a, there's a line between like... <laughs> On one hand, you can say, "Oh, yeah, that people hurt." What does he say in the heart? The heart part five hurt people. Hurt, hurt people, people hurt, but yeah, hurt people hurt people. But then there are there. There still should be repercussions, and there still should be accountability. But we we'll, we will get to that at some point. But um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was was religion on here, because religion has been a big part of Kendrick's music. I think throughout his whole career, whether you go back to songs like Faith on the on the EP or um you know what he sing about me i'm dying of fur. do you know it, it, there's this continuous thing do you think there's been any change in him with his face this? this is the thing i think it's a, it's to do with eckhart Tolle as well i think he's become a lot less religious in it he's just like he's mm. not he's not there's no prayers on this album there's none of that kind of vibe of you know like, eckhart, praying to the trees yeah eckhart Tolle, yeah, yeah, yeah he says that the thing yeah, is he eckhart, does. what eckhart says is is like look beyond um religion and like forget like the differences that we all have as people but like find a commonality and like how we can be 
um, a better person in like the modern day. And I feel like Kendrick's tried applying that and learning that and like deconstructing his own Christianity, especially in Auntie Diaries, he shows it where he kind of like comes at the preacher, which I, I don't mm. even know if that's actually a real story, that element of the story, but it just shows his state of mind where it's like, I'm going to challenge these belief systems that I was taught in the past. He says something in interesting. I can't remember which song it is now. I'm going to a bit blank, but he says something about not putting your faith in one man. And I found that interesting or one per or one being or something like that. Oh yeah. And Especially even in rich spirit, he says something about yeah. Jesus and then Muhammad, like literally the line after. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I feel like maybe his in terms on one hand, I'm like, he's kind of, I guess he's maybe became more, become more open-minded um, mm. and less traditional or conventional in terms of his faith and, and religion. He's still religious. Like he's still, you still get that from here. I mean, he says that he had writer's block and then God, he's now speaking through God or something like that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, but what, I guess what, back to what I was saying about not putting your faith in one man, when you think about again on Dan, where he's on God, where he's saying like, don't judge me. There's like, there's this like need for God to forgive him or to like understand him or something like that. Whereas now it's like, and it's not even just in with, with God. It's like, he's saying it to us as well. The listener, like savior, I'm not your savior. He's definitely bag. changed his relationship with God because even like diehard chorus, he's like, I hope you see the God in me. It's not, mm. it's not like out there anymore. It's more inside yeah. of him. Yeah, but isn't, yeah. isn't that something that's quite common in, I don't remember what groups were saying it, but like they call each other like God. Like, a, is it Wu-Tang? They call each other gods because they say God is in everybody. Like he's not a thing in that's, the sky. That's just like Hinduism and like Buddhism though as well. That's, okay. that's where it all stems from. Religion is a social and cultural construct mm -hmm. so with kendrick's views on religion changing do you think his view on the modern world i wouldn't say has changed but is like progressive oh, or is it is it he's, old school? he's definitely like become progressive because he's saying something about not being in the matrix and stuff like that <laughs> you know how we always say it <laughs> but then but then on, on the flip side though he's saying and this is just uh, like just throwing it out there he's saying things like what the fuck is cancel culture though? and stuff like that, which can be perceived as like a little bit, I don't know, conservative or regressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I know Kanye, what he, I know what he says it as well. And yeah, I, we, we, we've talked about this. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before as well. Yeah. But I mean, it's I the think line the, that followed after what, what he said about the fuck is cancel culture though. He said something yeah. like treat you niggas like Oprah or some shit like that. It's like Oprah is above canceling. Oprah could do a fucked up matting and no one cares because it's yeah. Oprah. Do you see what I'm trying to say? It's true. Yeah, yeah. So I hear that. He's basically saying cancel culture is not real because it, it it's subjective. It depends who you are, what you've done, or you mm. know, what you've done versus who finds out. Do you see what I'm trying to say? There's there's he's yeah. trying to say there's no blanket kind of like if you do this, you're done. It's subjective. Also, oh no, like, I get it. It didn't, it didn't used I to happen. Sorry, oh, I never. Yeah, yeah. Conversation, but it didn't used to happen. So, like, no, but you're right it... though. It didn't happen before. I don't know. It's just these keyboard warriors that just said, "Oh yeah, you cancelled. Oh yeah, you cancelled," and stuff has come out of light. And yeah, obviously they need to be accountable for some of the fucked up shit that they've done. But you are right. None of it. None of it happened before. It's just like a new thing saying that. Oh, you've done this. It comes out. Oh, you cancelled. What's but funny. are you really cancelled though? Because uh, I, like yeah. people will stick with people anyway, so you're the, not necessarily cancelled in the first place. Cancelling is actually it's self sabotage when you cancel yourself, right? If you just say I've not fucking cancelled and carry on, your core fan base is still gonna ride with you regardless. 
Yeah. Prime example being Kanye West. Another example being this YouTuber called Jenna Marbles, who, when I was watching her, all she did was do like offensive, weird jokes. She never did anything like blackface or anything too far. She just did like funny voices and impressions of certain types of people. And, you know, maybe she did a little Chinese voice here or something. You know what I'm saying? Little little bits that could, you know, get, get them types of people riled up. But it came out, you know, all five, ten years later and she took herself off YouTube. And I'm like, um, I feel now, if you look at what cancelling is, all it is, is a week or two of very, very strong online abuse where you should just withdraw yourself from the public image. And then when you come back, all those people are gone because they're on to the next person to cancel. Yeah. Or, or, you know, they're, they're, they're all talking about pray for this war that they don't really care about. They're just seeing it on socials. And, and mm-hmm. it all moves forward. But I, I think Kendrick's view of cancel culture is, is it subjective? It's what you choose for it. To be, I don't, mm. I don't know if that's, that's too far. Saying out this there. though, like everyone's got their own perspective of the world, and it's like, like, like you said, it's who chooses who is cancelled. It's different groups of people. Mm. I also, I got the, I didn't take it as him um, being uh, like regressive or anything like that. Just to kind of clarify, I actually thought, I think he might be. I, I think it's kind of in line with how I feel about cancel culture. Is that it's um, to me, it's superficial. Like, like one you just said, it's not really real. Like. There, there's a period of time where you're kind of quote unquote cancelled but eventually people forget and they move on to the next thing and then this person has their comeback or they just kind of gradually come back into the limelight um but i think kendrick with this in terms of like modern society and that i feel like there's quite a it's quite a, a balanced outlook but it's also quite a confusing one because i think kieran mentioned the whole thing about the matrix which is always considered to be quite a kind of out there way of looking at things almost like a conspiracy theorist he says the thing about um you, you know you're back outside but they still lied and hold on the but on the other side there we go but then on the on the flip side of that <laughs> oh, that noise <laughs> on the flip side of that he talks about how um he addresses like Kyrie and how um, he questions him because he got COVID and he, you know, mm. he was sick and do you know, what I mean? so that, and that's quite, that's like the, the opposite. That's again, more conservative, you know, pe- usually people that are more conservative, you know, get their vaccines and they, you know, they very much believe that it's all real and whatnot. Um, it's quite, it's a bit, not all, I don't know if all over the place is the right way of saying it, but um yeah, I was a bit confused at times. The thing is, though, it's, there's not supposed to be a consistent outlook on the album, isn't it? Because it's, it's no. a therapy session. It's not all mm. one day he experienced these thoughts. He's yeah. a Gemini as well. And, like, mm-hmm. I can speak from experience. Like, our opinions change literally, like, within a conversation. So We know. <laughs> <laughs> we quite literally have been speaking to you for years, Kieran, and we understand that your opinions literally, you know, it's an on and off switch. Flip, it's very right? easy to flip. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's why you have this button edit I do my, my monologue there you go that's why you have that button but so I guess that falls in my screen, you know? <laughs> I guess it falls in line like back to the whole um, what we were saying about the first half of the album being a bit all over the place and the, that these are different therapy sessions different days you feel different day to day right you know mm-hmm. some days you wake up and you're just off or other days you feel a bit more with it and inspired and things like that so i guess it's in line i just found it interesting like one one minute he's talking about the matrix and then others he's like you know very much about like getting his not getting his vaccine but you get what i mean or like yeah, yeah. anti cancel culture it's a bit but, but here what, and there what about kendrick as a celebrity 
because we don't see him that much. We don't hear from Kendrick that much. He just pops up, drops music. I don't think he engages with. No, he doesn't fame. engage at all. Like, like, like his fame Savior, man. links to Savior. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. his, his fame put him in a position where he's the number one conscious rapper. So that plans matter moved him. I don't know if it was a majority or not, but they wanted him to be the spokesperson, basically. Like, I think I was watching this YouTube video where someone was saying they were at the protest and people were chanting like, "Where's Kendrick?" or something like that. And it's that's that's crazy. Like, how can you expect? Someone he is to, mad. It's to, mad. Do, to do that, yeah, he, like why he would says, they be looking for Kendrick? What does Kendrick offer? Right oh, that's what I mean. That's why it's so all, dumb. Like, that's why it's right so dumb. Soundtrack. I think that's the, the yeah. only reason. Yeah, they, they 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 hold him as like this godlike figure that if he says something, it things will change, which is just wild. It's such a wild take, and people do it. People are like, remember at the time they were like, "Where's Kendrick? Where's Kendrick?" And I'm like, you're thinking, what is Kendrick gonna do? Kendrick's just like another person, just going out just to free the movement, just because he comes out and says something, it's not gonna. Do everything, but people were living off the, you know, because when All Right came out and then it turned into an absolute chant for the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. I think they wanted another moment like that, but I'm I'm sorry, Kendrick's just a normal Kendrick's Kendrick just a normal person. Kendrick didn't make that music to score, you know. What I mean, exactly. the, the events that exactly. were going. Kendrick made that That's music thing, in private in his personal time. Yeah, you know, arguably, you know, it's his job to make music, but he made it privately in his personal time. People then chose that song. Um, and made it what it was. Yeah, precisely. Kendrick, exactly. Kendrick's not mm. at the front line of anything saying like, I am the leader. Look at me. Let's do this. Let's do that. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So yeah. the fact people are looking mm. for him, what does that say about you know us as, as you know, let's put it this way, there's celebrities, then there's the general public. What does that say about the general public that they look to celebrities for guidance when they so, arguably, so they don't know any more, more than we do or they can't do yeah. that much more than we this can do. Is- this is nothing new, though, right? I mean, fandom has been there. You got like, look at someone like a, a Michael Jackson, or even go as far back as like the Beatles or Elvis Presley. People, music's a powerful p- thing, and people, I think, and this doesn't just happen with musicians; it happens with all artists. They forget that. I don't mean to like simplify it, but it's it's that it's art at the end of the day. Someone that does it doesn't make them a god. It doesn't make them a a leader they're just very good at what they do. And sometimes they might speak about relatable things. Right. And, and I think this, this might be a little bit controversial. What I'm about to say, I think some of it was to an extent was self-inflicted, not as a sort of cultural political leader or anything like that. But Kendrick was telling us the time that he was the King, that he was this and that. And Let's be real though. Even in high power, he was he was acting like he was a messiah in that song. Yeah, and let's let's remember <laughs> songs like Black and the Berry. You you know mm. what kind of reception you're going to get from a song like that. It was a mm. powerful song, right? From an album like To Pimp a Butterfly, you know, like he must have known. He's not stupid. What what that album meant, really? What the purpose mm. of that album was? But he, he, what I mean he is, is to dabble, but he didn't want to like. Helmet. Yeah, but that- fans go beyond. So when Kendrick says he's the king of New York or he's the best rapper alive and this and that, they'll go beyond that. Do you know what I mean? And oh, 100%. Suddenly he is, suddenly because he makes this sort of contrast pol- politically charged music, he's not only the leader of hip hop or whatever, he is our leader. He's the, he's the second coming of Tupac or do you know what I mean? Or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Fans just get caught up in like, Listen, we've all been there. When I was younger, this time, like what, 10 years ago you couldn't tell me anything about you couldn't tell me nothing about Kanye West there you go I was Jeez. defending Kanye West all <laughs> the time <laughs> <laughs> 
I can but I can vouch for that because I remember you were defending the look like tooth nail. <laughs> you would just... What broke yeah, his spirit you, you was that Yeezus CD. Recently. That Yeezus yes. CD. I watched him. I watched the man's spirit break when he got that CD. <laughs> and chucked it on his bed. I was like, look at this. Look at this shit. I went all the way to oh. HMV for this. <laughs> is that? He's like, this is this is short as well. The man loved the the inside sleeve or like something cool about a CD. He's like, it's just a CD in a box. <laughs> funny what we're talking about you know like leading culture and that kind of stuff in the heart part five he starts out really strong with that whole my my perspective may differ from yours i want to say thank you to everyone that's been down with me all my fans all my beautiful fans anyone who's ever gave me a listen all my people so he's still kind of putting himself this is one thing i wanted to yeah, say exactly I, he, I think he did it in the heart part five because he knows that's what people wanted from this album but he he just did it in that song so that he's like I've done it like I don't I don't need to do it anymore kind of thing. He's addressing the culture here because the album doesn't address the culture at all. But features though in, in its but entirety he... in in the heart part five. That's the mad part because obviously you see the video hmm. where he's all. If you haven't seen the video list, just fucking go watch that shit. <laughs> right, but <laughs> go watch the video to the heart part five. But all the faces he morphs into, even to include Will Smith in there, means that this song was made quite recently. Because the Will Smith mm. thing happened very recently. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. Kobe, uh, Will Smith. OJ. Ni- OJ. Yeah, all the that, people um, that have been yeah, cancelled, fucked up, or just had wrongdoings to them. Um, Nipsey, all of this, right? Is that him going, look, there's your culture song, because I know you lot are fucking dying for it. Or is that Kendrick just... <sighs> yeah, that's true. Is that Kendrick just kind of... Because that, that first intro bit is kind of almost like... If you say I'm the leader, then I accept that. But realistically, because before that, he says, as I get a little older, I realize life is perspective. Is he just saying, go out and live your life? Don't look to me to lead you type thing. Even though mm. he says, I, I definitely think he's saying that 100%. Definitely feel mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But then with the, um, with like how Jean was saying, some of it self-inflicted as well. It's like even the features though on Family Ties where he's coming out saying, I'm smoking on your top five. Obviously, stuff like that. And then you get fans like just hyping over and then thinking, oh, look, the king's back, the king's back. But to be honest, I personally think that's just him in his hip-hop bag. That's just him just like delving exactly. in. There's a, part, exactly. there's a part of the culture where he's going to get excited by that. He wants competition. He's going to um, indulge in that and he wants that. But he's not saying that he is the king. It's just everyone, I'm sorry, everyone has ego and everyone has confidence. That's just him just, just boasting it out, just trying, yeah, yeah, yeah. just getting a feel of it and just having fun with it. Whereas he's not going out saying that, I want my whole fan base to look at me as like I'm the absolute messiah or second coming of Tupac that I'm doing all this and that. It's just him having fun. Do you know what the real problem is? You kind of highlighted it there, yeah? Kendrick has built two very distinct fan bases. The woke crowd that like the to pimp a butterfly, the whole soul type vibe, all this type of shit. And then he's got the rap crowd like under his thumb. Like the rap crowd is rocking with Kendrick Fully, because, damn, and think that's his best album. Well, yeah, the, yeah, but that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. The rap me. fans are listening to the lyrics and go, "You can't touch this guy." But that conscious woke crowd is like they're hearing the lyrics, but they also need that fucking groovy bassline to to get them through it, like to bimp a butterfly. So those mm. people, you know, the conscious crowd that are hearing this album, they're like, "I don't know what to do with this. It sounds like a mess. It's all over the place." It's like, yeah, that's life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> life ain't pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, look, don't get me wrong to sort of like summarize. Like, I do think the, the main problem is fandom. That's what fandom is like, what people do. They they blow up these artists to, to more than what they actually are and look to them for things that they're not qualified to, to speak on or act on. But 
it, let's let's bring it to the present. This whole moniker, what is it? Uh, Oklahoma. Okay, Lama. As, yeah, as your have you seen what that apparently means? Uh, okay, actually, Lama. Have you seen what it apparently means? No, what does it mean? Right. Yeah, or like like I am us, or so. I, I can't remember what it, it comes from. I think isn't it Native American? Like indigenous language and wasn't it Swahili? Oh, okay. Sure, I feel like you. <laughs> I <laughs> thought it was Swahili. It <laughs> Let's have a look. What was here? Okay, Lama. Wait, no, actually, you. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I think part of it is Native American and part of it's Swahili. Actually, so so it means my people, right? And it's Choc Choctaw. Is that the is that the right way to pronounce? It? I don't know. Um, maybe I'm being American. really ignorant. That to me sounds Native American. Mm. But I'm about, to, I'm about to get cancelled. Um, basically, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is when you when you kind of call yourself that, you are again. It's like you're kind you of know what it is, kind of asking for a little bit. I think I don't even think Kendrick's doing it like um, on a, like a, a genuine thing. I think Oklahoma has a very satirical vibe to me. Do you know what I mean? Like it's clearly, a it's clearly a character that he's playing, right? It's not like in the uh, Family Ties video and stuff. Like he's he's not being himself in the Dre show. It wasn't Kendrick we were seeing. We were seeing yeah, but that, that version it's of Kendrick like... was cool as fuck though in the fucking Super Bowl <laughs> shit. It's a character, isn't it? And that's the character called Oklahoma, which is this mm. messiah. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I think that the, the, the yeah the the intentions <laughs> are there, and. I know, I can't, I, I'm with you, but I think you've also got to accept that a lot of people don't think that deep. That's Do you know what fault. I mean? Oh, no. Yeah, fault, people like, I know I'm it's gonna, their fault. Because I, I want to get into the um, Auntie Diaries, and it's kind of linked to this, to be honest. It's yeah, let's, let's, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. Yeah. One, one thing I want to say in this bit. Before okay. you get started, right? Yeah. Let, let this, me everyone wait, wait, wait. You can, say, you can say your bit after I say this bit, yeah? This has to be one of the most... Politically incorrect and politically correct songs out there. Does that make sense? Yes, because you're you're on the same way. <laughs> I am so I am 50-50 on this song. I understand that. No, okay. Like here this I really though. am. Like, I really am. I don't think I think people don't look deep enough though. Like this is the whole album's about growth anyway. And like the cancel mm. culture thing, it's like you don't let people grow if you just cancel them. The album's about his growth and like understanding himself. This song in itself is like his growth and his journey of coming to terms with a gender change and coming to terms with how his language should be viewed differently as well. So he's saying the word faggot, not knowing that it's offensive at the start. But it's like if he doesn't say it, doesn't he say it repeatedly how, though? How <laughs> he does he say it quite a bit? <laughs> no, see, we, I see, like, I see both sides though because I really see where you're coming from, Kieran. Uh, it's just a, it's when people get annoyed about it i can't disagree with how they get annoyed. but the art you're spot on with it like he has to say the f-bomb because he has to show where he comes from the growth if if he doesn't say it it kind of doesn't and it does that, that meaning is not there said, yeah. he could have just said f-bomb to be honest yeah or he could have like, bleeped it out he could have yeah. bleeped it out but i yeah. don't say like carnier album it's not clean no but, but you know why he's put though, in there it's taken like, away from the art. Let's just think about hip hop in general. Like hip hop has said faggot like oh, throughout cool. history. So, and I know that Kendrick wants to do this thing where like people are hearing it and like maybe they think it's actually okay to hear as well. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not going to know it's what what word it is or I don't know. Like it's a normal word for a lot of people still. So, yeah, I th yeah. I um, and I think and I think people get confused with what um 
what Kendry actually meant at the end because people were I've I've seen reactions are going uh, and it just annoyed me. No, it? It, it, yeah. no, but it annoys me because people were reacting going, oh, you can't then say that like why would this white person say um uh, nigger because oh then uh, all white people are going to start nigger and I'm saying you are missing the point. You are completely missing the absolute point. He is he has said that because he's basically like um contradicting contradicting himself he said he's saying that obviously i stopped i put i stopped that fan on stage she shouldn't have said this but then in the, in the same breath i've been saying the f-bomb 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 he's it's not yeah he's he's a yeah exactly that's exactly what he's doing so he's saying obviously it's not okay to say either they're in the same bracket he's not saying oh let's say it together and only if like a work girl says Nicky. no he's not saying it. he's he's contradicting himself of he shouldn't have been saying those f bombs, and it's in the same bracket as that white person who came out and said "nigger." It's th- in the same. It's in the same bracket. I think it's the idea of all right. If you think it's okay to say the the n word, right? Everyone should be able to say it. But everybody, the majority of people that that say the f word, right, aren't the group of people that are offended by. It. You see what I'm trying to say? That, that I feel that's what Theo's trying to say. Is it's the reverse of it. Black people can say "nigger," but like I don't really hear you know gay or LGBTQ. IA plus, I don't know if I said all the right letters. I think I said most of it. They don't say faggot that much because it's not a word that they're trying to reclaim power from. Mm. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm. And I think in Kendrick's kind of idea of saying it, he's trying to desensitize people to it, but he's also trying to point out the fact that, you know, he said, we were kids, we don't know no better. And he's saying, you know, once you grow up, you should realize the error in your ways. Mm. Rather than how you try to explain things to yourself as a child or as a young person of, oh, it's okay because everyone else is doing it. You have to have that kind of educated and informed perspective. But I think, I think Kieran say, has more to like, say about Auntie Diaries. I have, I have more to say, but he does also say, like, we say it together. I do my, I do my monologue. Mary- <laughs> he says with Marianne, well, like, he says, it, he says it with her now. So, I, I mean, maybe like Marianne said, like, yeah, we can say it together. But we, we don't know their personal... Sean has something to say. His mouth is twitching. <laughs> I have a couple of things. I have a monologue about this song to us, but we want the monologue. Yeah. I do you mind? Can I do you mind I'm if I say so? And then you can I feel like you're gonna be able to wrap yeah. this up better. My thing, better. similarly to the, the grief and trauma thing, is like I I want to be careful with what I say because like like I recognize there's a nuance to the to the grief and trauma Kendrick's referring to. I'm also aware that I am a you know, I'm a straight man. I, I'm not a member of the LGBTQ plus community. I don't, I'm, I don't identify as trans or anything like that. So I'm never going to say people shouldn't be offended by this or that, or they don't understand this or that because I'm not from that community. Do you get what I mean? So I'm not going to touch that bit. I'm also not going to say that Kendrick's, um, like the 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 slur, the, the misgendering, the dead naming was intentional or or um or was intentionally sloppy or anything like that again because it's just not my place to say the one thing i'll say is is what this song has done for me is educate and that's a good thing that's a positive thing um what when we first listened to this song sam kind of touched on it i didn't see any controversy in it because we were caught in the moment we were drained i think from what we'd heard before (laughs) and (laughs) And as we've as we've kind of touched on as well, um, hip hop has notoriously been homophobic. Um, so to hear a song like this from a mainstream artist was refreshing. Mm. Um, 
And then as time went on, I, I noticed, I'm not on social media, but I see on the websites the, the response. And what this song has caused is discourse, right? People are talking about it. They're sharing their opinions. And for someone like me who is cisgender, a term that I didn't even know of before this song, right? I, I had no idea what being a cishet male was. I didn't really? know, you didn't what know that. Really? You didn't know that? You're well out of the mood, man. you got to know You're these things. <laughs> <fucking crazy. laughs> you need to get social media. you got to put your pronouns <laughs> in just, there. Yeah. Bro, got, people don't even know our oh, pronouns. Yeah, pronouns like, yeah. We've been making this podcast for over a year. People don't know our pronouns. Oh, we're flopping. But God. Yeah. I'm just being honest, right? So... To me, whether this song was, you know, I, I appreciate it may not have been executed perfectly, um, but one, it's not harmful, it's not hate speech, and two, like I said, the the, the conversation that it started, I think, is positive. I think because people, people are like me, yeah, who aren't, uh, you know, I don't get me wrong, I'm 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 somewhat aware of of terms and and um, you know, we use we we. I put my pronouns and things at work and things like that. It has taught me more. And it's like, I'm now, I'm learning more and I'm more, not even, I wouldn't say more, I've all, I'm been open to it, but it's been educational. And I think that's a good thing because I think there's a lot of people, I'd put good money on there, be more people out there like me who have gotten quite a lot out of this song. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And hopefully now there's going to be more songs dealing with these topics in mainstream rap and hip-hop but what i want to say is it has to come from a real place it has to come from a real place because this is Mm. this is people are skipping over the fact that this is probably the best storytelling on the album that he's done here Mm. he builds a picture of what this person looked like how they operated how he was trying to handle the situation and and that you know people learn best through stories everybody knows that the hook was like demetrius is marianne now all this kind of you know all that but it's like you're coming to terms with the fact that 20, 30 odd years ago, maybe closer to 30. Yeah. People weren't allowed to openly be these things. Whereas nowadays they are, but people still kind of are, are not as accepting of it as he was the whole time because that was his lived experience. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I also think, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to stop now because I know Kieran has got, I thought, <laughs> yeah, Kieran's got more to say, but I think the other thing I would say is, I think that I'm going to give Kendrick the benefit of doubt based on what we've had to this point, based on the sort of 12 to 13 years of music we've had and what what we know Kendrick to be, which is thoughtful, empathetic, intelligent, this and that. I would give him the benefit of the doubt and say that some of the perceived mistakes and sloppiness and, and I guess offensiveness on this song is intentional. I, I think that he's perhaps misgendering at certain points because he's kind of reflecting at that point in his life. Do you get what I mean? Or mm-hmm. he's dead naming this part of the song because at that point in the story, he didn't know any better. Do you get what I'm saying? Again, I'm not saying it's executed perfectly. I'm not saying that it's not offensive or people shouldn't be offended. I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt and, th- and thinking perhaps some of this was intentional. Um, but like I said, hopefully look, it's created, it's created conversation um, hopefully we hear this more and, you know, we're on the right track, I guess, when it comes to sexual orientation, gender within hip, being being sort of portrayed and discussed in hip hop. Kieran, give us the monologue. 
เดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี
What? I'm not saying that. Change that opinion. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not Kendrick is. But yeah, um, talking about Kendrick's different uses of voices, uh, obviously, the, you know, the, the most obvious one being in this Auntie's Diaries song. What about the rest of the album? Any other standout? N95. N95, N95 is a madness, man. But I think Kendrick at this point... sounds like five rappers. I think Kendrick at this point is in that... the You've got to put him up as one of the greatest rappers when it comes to range of voice. Do you know what I mean? We talk about yeah. the influences, people like Eminem. Um, oh my God, I've forgotten. Who else is... Uh, what, really boy, who, who's got loads Nikki, of voices? Nick, Nicki, Nicki Minaj, Minaj, you have to put her. Um, Nicki Minaj is the top. You, you can't beat Nicki Minaj because yeah. she's got accents to come with that too. Yeah. <laughs> Nicki Minaj she's is got, number she's one. She's got on tons, man. She's she got loads good, of gears, She sounds man. good doing it. Yeah, Eminem doesn't honestly. sound good all the time doing it. Eminem, but what, Eminem but, uses voices differently though. He uses voices, you know, to be comedic, to be this, to be that. Yeah. Nicki Minaj is just flawless whenever she puts on her little accents or whatever. But Kendrick is up there. You think about Kendrick's range, yeah? Songs like Goosebumps, then this, Swimming, Swimming Pools. pools. So many features he sings in places. What's that song he was on the other day? Um, the Baby Keem one. Uh, range range Brothers. Yeah, Rover. Uh, even, that, even that, you. Kendrick yeah. on you, oh, that was like ridiculous. the absolute best one, I think. Yeah, like, you is his oh, highlight. What, what in the world is is that delivery? He does is is he drinking in the studio? Yeah, oh, I, he I must be know. drinking in the like, studio because the way he has that oh, art is disgusting. <laughs> the glug, yeah, the glug is just something else, man. And, yeah, and you hear the raw emotion from it. Oh, it's just too speaking much. Speaking of, I was going to say he's become a master, but he's been doing it right. He's he's really with the voices. Even though I feel like was he doing it on Section Eighty? It's a definitely bit. Good Kid, Mad City where I noticed it though. Good like, Kid, Mad good, City was good really. Good Kid yeah. obviously was a high pitch. Backseat freestyle was high pitch as well. But you're talking about mm. like vocal delivery and performance. What about We Cry Together? That is literally, oh, that feels oh, like a real man. argument that's just been recorded. Oh. Yeah. Like a little, <laughs> Do you know what I'm like trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Do you know man. what that song, right? I, I <laughs> thought, I thought when we first heard it, I thought, you know what? That is a masterpiece. But... I'm going to struggle to listen to this on replay. I, I haven't skipped it once. It's, no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't skipped it once. Oh, I haven't skipped I, it no, sometimes I'm trying to vibe you the album. I have to press next on it. <laughs> oh, really? I tell you, no, but yeah. I tell you what you can't do. If you're driving about, boy, if that song comes on, I'm turning Turn it, it down. Turn Side it A has a lot of moments where you can't drive to the music because it's like, like world, Worldwide Steppers makes me want to like hit someone on a zebra crossing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Did I tell you when I tried to go for a jog and that song came on, I almost tripped it, over. It, it messes up. <laughs> I, I don't feel like a good person listening to that song, you know. <laughs> yeah. no, so, some of the lyric, no, some of the lyrics on Worldwide Steppers is just too much. It's the one where he says, "It's a, a like, oh, what is it?" When he's saying every time he thinks he's like. Sleeping with a white person, he's like it's a retaliation. <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, my that song's God. stupid. That song's stupid. That might be one of the best lyrics in the album, though. No, <laughs> it's like we we all like cocked our heads up like in a half sleeping position when we. Heard yeah, we that. he's I like, last time I fucked a white bitch, I was like, we what are you talking like... about? What are you talking about, Kendrick? <laughs> but that's him at the point in the album, like that. I mean, I know "Require we, we Together" is like the, the toxic anthem, but that point in the album for me is where he's at his most just off like he is that is a so weird song 
I, I mean that in the best possible way. I mean, like, I, I, he's, 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 no, you do. Defiant, in it, because he's he's having these therapy sessions, but he's just like, I actually don't care what this therapist is saying to me. I'm just going to tell them my own worldview, and it's like, it's a bit fucked, to be honest. Mm, mm. It's the fact yeah. he said his girl said, "Do you have a problem?" He said, "I might be racist." I what, know. What just what does that mean? Honesty, bro. But I, I rate the honesty. But it's the way he delivers that line. It's like Whitney said, "I said I might be racist." Like it's it's such a quick snapback. I'm like, what? That's again. We're going back. Like his delivery is impeccable because the the beat already puts you in like a yes. like a Safety Brothers film. Like you're puts on you edge, tensest right? mood ever. Yeah, yeah, on edge. You know. <laughs> and then and then when he says when he says like you know he ends the verse with um, like the first time I fucked the white and then. And then there's not really a pause. He goes straight into the second verse. You're like, yeah, what? Exactly. I, I needed a bit of a break. And he just yeah. keeps going. He doesn't, he doesn't let you digest it. He says I don't even know how we're calling though. those verses. It's all just one long verse. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's like, oh, verse one, verse two. But it's like... It's mad abstract. No, you but know? There is, there's a chorus. I'm a killer. He's there is. a killer. Yeah. She's a killer. Yeah, yeah, killer but it doesn't, that doesn't yeah. drop between verse one and verse two is what I'm saying. Does it not? Nah. I thought it does. Nah, I don't. It's kind of crazy though. Like something like that. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You're right. Yeah, it doesn't. God. When you think about it, it's kind of mad that 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 kind of rapping is on a on a mainstream album like that's the kind of thing you hear on like jpeg mafia or billy woods where it's just i don't mean exactly like that i just mean where it's so just like left field and off like track where you... three as well is really shocking mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. sometimes i i skip it when i'm listening to it and i'm like this actually flows so nice like from n95 into die hard and then you just keep going with the vibes mm. it, it's interesting do you think this is one of his um or some of his best writing he's ever done as well. No. Worldwide Steppers or No, 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 no. The, the the sorry, not that song, just the album. No. Oh uh, yeah. I don't yeah, think so. 100%. I don't think it's some of his mean? best writing. I, I think it's some of his most interesting writing, but that doesn't mean it's his best writing, well, if that makes Mother sense. Mother I Silver. Mm. For me, Kendrick's yeah, but that's best deep, writing, though, isn't it? Yeah. Kendrick's best writing is is more prevalent for me in, in the heart part five. Yeah. Where where he's brought so many different pieces and things together. That's it's on like, the album now, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an extra third now. disc. I've seen that, but it, he's what? brought so many different parts yeah. together. What? Sure, you've been it's off a, the grid. What? No, no, no. Green, when green. is he off going on? Because green, green, I've seen that on um the what the desktop version, but on mobile it's not on there on the album. No, your mobile one's downloaded the wrong one though. If you just like search it, you'll find the updated one as well. That's the strange okay. thing about Spotify. When they when they update shit sometimes, they don't do it right. Like it, it, it even on mobile, up. you don't see yeah. disc one, disc two. You you don't even see track numbers. You just see No, you don't you don't see any yeah, you don't see any of it. Yeah. But I guess that's for cleaner UI experience. Shout out Spotify. Oh, if you listen yeah, to Spotify, join on the Discord. The, oh, it is on there. Oh snap. Mm, yeah, but no, yeah, what I was saying is this it, version. This album is, is Kendrick's most interesting writing. For me, it's not his best. For me, some of his best writing is seen in very specific moments on specific songs, like you said, Kieran, Mother I Sober. But for me, I'm I'm vibing more with um is it Die Hard? The writing on Die Hard, die hard is, is more today, Die Hard is I, had a I, I, said, I don't know. It, no, I, I've been I've been called I've said that from the moment it, I was putting in the group that I said what? I put that in the group that, that that bumped and some people say they don't like it. But I, didn't, but I, I was shit, getting annoyed that people was, were saying it like to start yeah. with, and I was like, Oh, this is that Kendrick hat. I, I'm not I'm not buying into it. But today I was driving in the sun, it was playing. I was no, like, he, he just but like bumps, I was feeling man. a bit, I was feeling a bit like not happy in it, and the song was playing, and I was like. Yeah, it sounds like summer, but it it doesn't doesn't you don't hear summer like he's saying what? some dark shit on it. 
Oh, he's mm. saying. What I say is, yeah, I pop the pain away. I pop the pain what away. What I say though I is, I don't think. Um, I think as a like a piece of music, yeah, or like as a song, I don't think. I think I'll, I'll speak for myself. A song like "Mother I Sober" to me is a is a better song than than a Die Hard, but Die Hard is very necessary within the 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 sequencing because you've just come from, I mean, United in Grief, which is pretty heavy, N95, which is a bit mad. We've already spoken about Worldwide Steppers. We, we need needed that, we, we yeah, that almost like that simplicity yeah. and the upbeat. Now, even though it's a bit dark, the upbeat nature, the the sort of simple hook, it's it's just necessary. It's just like ah, let's breathe for a minute. The reason and then why you're I back didn't into like Father it, though, time. when we when like when I was listening to it the first few times, it's like the first three songs flow so well. Mm. You get this idea of what the album will be from them, and Die Hard is not what what you imagine. It's literally like that's yeah, the next that. field, like yeah. Something I want to talk about is because I don't know if I've ever actually chatted to any of you about this. How do you feel about Kendrick singing and melody and his melodies? Oh, I, I love it. Oh, I love it. Like, I love it. I love it. What's that song? Honestly, honestly. Love so sexy, nasty, or whatever. Is that with Mac Miller? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's what I mean. I love that song. That's what I mean. That's why I love his melodies. Ever since got, and in Goosebumps, like, when he sings song. in Goosebumps, that is yeah. magnificent. Oh, his voice has gotten better though. Like, the, the ending of Crown. The ending of oh, Crown, Crown, what he beautiful. does there is I'm like, sorry. that's like Tom York from Radiohead. Crown, like, he goes Crown is different. Crown is different. I'm, I'm here for Kendrick oh, singing. It. Like his yeah, voice, he's was. not trying to sing, sing. He's just singing. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. emotive singing. Mm. It, it personally, it I prefer like, the... Um, um, it reminds me of like oh, an auntie. Like, <laughs> I imagine like this, this like old like African-American auntie singing. Like that, That's Kendrick's voice. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't, laughs> <laughs> my auntie oh, is Kendrick yeah. now what? <laughs> um, <laughs> see for me I, I'm like Sam you, you mentioned some good examples I prefer it when he does the sort of falsetto stuff the high pitched mm-hmm. I like it when he goes in that bag but I've, I'll be honest there's songs throughout his career where I'm not feeding the singing much like God's never like, I've never really been oh, I love digging to God or oh, like, love God, I, I hear like, that one I hear that. I when he sings like that, where it's a bit love more. Is, no, of, love is good. Love, love is a vibe. I don't sound I don't like. Know, no, I don't know. No, love, love. I've mm. never. It's, it's love, all right, love, but God, love is God a vibe. Is, oh, no, It's not. God, it's I never. Love. Don't get me wrong. It's never like. Um, it's never. It's never jot like to the point where I'm skipping. It's just. I, sometimes, especially when, like I say, when he's singing more of that, that sort of. The singing Level? on Dam is Level worse than Tooth of a Butterfly. Yeah, but it, uh, the problem though. is with Dam, he's actually trying to sing. And what I'm trying yeah, to get at true. is when he yeah. when he's just singing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. But when he's trying to sing, he that's what it comes... He was trying to make like full singing tracks on Dam. And it was yeah. a bit like... Jake I like Paul Love though. Kind of... Love, love, oh. what, love Slap. Because it had that Zachariah guy, whatever, carrying the, the real vocals. And he comes mm. in and well, he does me then. It's a cool song. It's just, yeah, it's just... Singing is better on that though. God is like, yeah, God, I like that's God. It. That's what I feel like. Oh, man, yeah, I can bump yeah, that's, that. That's time. your type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll I tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. Kendrick, uh, Kendrick singing doesn't upset me as much as when some other rappers try to sing. Oh, trust me. We, we won't start naming them, but, you know, some of some of our top five really, really should Ken- Kendrick's not the best singer ever, but he does have a really nice, like, weird voice. Mm. He's definitely not blessed with the best speaking voice or rapping voice. His voice is actually quite abrasive because like what what Sean's got here on the on the run through is how do we feel about Kendrick's singing and melodies on this project and in general? Kendrick's mm. melodies can sometimes come off a bit pitchy. 
like and and baby keem has really complimented him with that but it, it's still very hard to listen to there's even bits on here like there's a bit on and i love this song i love the you know the closer mirror but there's a bit i think it's like towards maybe the end of the second verse where it's just like that didn't sound right i don't know i'd have to like oh is that when he starts going no 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 but even that's not great do you know what i mean when he just goes i choose me i'm sorry because to me that just sounds like he's kind of trying to sing not trying to sing but he's no that's fine that's fine that's fine which bit which bit there i'm trying to think because there's some bits the mirror that yeah even though i love mirror i think it's verse two where it's just it's, it's not so it's not the singing it's just the v- verse two for me is always it always feels so brief and i'm like what what's going on here it's the bridge it's the bridge where he's singing where I choose like, me i'm sorry you're going off no 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 no, no. where he's like what does he say i realize true love's not saving face he's like i'm not i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna sing please do it but please no, no please do it definitely not i'll give you auto tune um, <laughs> i give everyone auto tune so, when they sing so, the lo- so you'll Short know what sing! i mean so the final <laughs> <song>. <laughs> No, I'm not singing. Um, the final two lines, you know, where he says, Sorry, I didn't save the world, my friend. I was busy building my oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Money again. yeah, yeah. In that bridge, that. there's bits in the singing where it's like, oh, Reel it in, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. He's um, happy at this point, man. How you been yeah. asking? That was nah, funny, no, though. Like, it's what, a great one song thing that listeners won't know because when we listened to the album, yeah, it was really, really early in the morning. Obviously, you know that part, but Sean said. After this song, can we take a break? And it was like, do you not feel this, Sean? That this is the end of the album. Sean was on the level. Yeah, it exactly. feels like the end. Sean's like, I need a break after this. You know I, mean? I didn't have the it, fe- it. No, but like the reason I said the break is because it felt like it felt there was a an essence of finality. But I was I hadn't had, didn't have the track list. In you front just of had me. no idea. Yeah, so, mm. I don't no think idea. anyone had the track list up with them. No, no, me. no. I didn't have the track list. Yeah, I had no concept of time. Like how many tracks there were. There, you know. I actually Nothing. don't remember listening to it. All I remember telling people is this is a really good album. I need to wait a bit longer to listen to it again because I, I don't understand what's going on, in the, especially in the first part. I, I feel like this too woke me up, you know, because this one was, was actually putting me in a dark place. <laughs> this one was like a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> this one was, might be... was upsetting my spirit, man. No, but we we wheeled up uh, N95. That was a good moment. Oh, we had to. Yeah. We had to because it just it was stupid what was going on there. We said no wheel ups, but that one had to get a little a little pullback, you know. Mr. Morale perked me up though. That was oh, Mr. Morale is something. Else, I don't remember man. that. It's, no, it's the second. It's the second verse for me, man. Oh, when he's saying he's in meditation, but his spirit. Oh, oh. no, nah, that was yeah. Um, that got me hyped. So we somewhat made it through most of the album, right? Okay, we mm. made it through all 18, technically 19 tracks now, if you count whatever they added at the end. And we've been skipping over one of the only prominent other features, technical features in this whole album. Mm. Kodak Black. Oh, Kodak. Yeah, let's, we, oh, we've yeah, got to address it. Can, um, I, can I address it from my point of view? As, I'm going to go last. I, I'm addressing last. it from my point of view. Considering all what we said today, yeah, I don't care what's, what Kodak Black has been up to. Yeah, I just like his music. And I don't like all his music. I like some of it. Okay, whether he did his private life, whatever. I, like, okay, if it's like a real fucked up mad thing, someone let me know. Jump into Discord, obviously. Discord time. But I, I don't know what he's been up to. I don't know what he does. I'm going to jump in. It was, it was a mad. Madness. Yeah, well, it was yeah, a madness. But, but, yeah, but he's on the Kendrick album, so so how mad is it? No, it's pretty mad. 
it's pretty mad. But I'm not gonna lie. I'm, do you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come in now. I know I was gonna go last, but look, oh, Kendrick. No, um... Sean, oh, let us speak. <laughs> right, right, go on. I know you've got like a five minute monologue. <laughs> I'm doing my I'm doing my monologue. Four minutes. Four minutes. I just I just felt like you put it on because he relates to Kodak back, like where Kodak backs come from. I I know there's other controversies surrounding, including him, but I feel like especially where it comes from, like he's got the Daddy Issue song. And then it comes to the Kodak Black interlude and then Rich, Rich Spirit comes. Yeah. It's like Kodak's got this life experience that's quite similar to Kendrick's. Like he had maybe like a messed up upbringing. Maybe he had sexual abuse. You don't actually, you don't, you didn't tell us that part. But And then he comes into like the streets, gangster, then rapping, all of that. So there's actually quite a lot of similarities between him and Kodak. So I understand why Kendrick must find some relation to him. I get that it's controversial including him on. But I do see there's a part of me, like we know Kodak's a sex abuser, right? Or offender. I don't know what the word is, sex sexual offender. Is that what we're going with? Is that is what that, you might are running with? Is that the word we're saying? I don't know what we're going. I'm just asking okay. the questions. Wait, okay. I'm asking I'm questions. Let me just, let me just, I'm According <laughs> to the law. Yeah, According he, to the law, been... he wasn't charged with that. This but... is what I'm trying to say. Okay. We gotta go by okay. the book of the law. But there, there, there's been some sort of like sexual misconduct. In allegedly please please put yeah. the no, prefix no, 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 no. there's allegedly. been some sort of misconduct we know that I like that sure. I like that all, all, <laughs> all I'll just quickly jump in and say is the victim who was underage went to her school for help right she didn't go to a newspaper or a news channel or social media she went to her school mm. to the nurse at school mm. that's all I'm saying yeah okay. it, it is what it's, it is wild, I'm gonna but, say um, something like it's controversial, but I think we hear like a victim's perspective of sexual abuse with Mother Isoba. Like we hear his mum's perspective. But I feel like we'd only get like half the story not hearing like the other side of it as well. Like wh- whether Kodak was actually wrongly accused or did actually commit it to, he is a part of this whole sexual trauma mm. st- storyline. And he does actually contribute and uh, give a whole other side of the coin to that as well. And that, that for me is actually quite interesting to hear, even if I don't like agree with him. Like, I, I don't find myself skipping Silent Hill when his verse comes on. I, oh yeah, I never skip I don't, that. I don't, no, I, don't, I don't feel like any type of way, like, I don't, it's, it's hard to explain. Cause like, for example, like um, when like Jail uh, Part 2, I feel weird listening to the baby's verse and like Marilyn Manson singing on that song. Like that, that does feel weird. I don't, I don't know even why, listen to that. What's funny about Donda? It's all, um, half a Donda actually it's all perspective. It's all perspective, isn't it? As but, Kendrick says mm. on the Heart Five Five, it's perspective. But, it's, it's all rel- uh, relative. I, I, I th- I also feel that he sort of um, brought on Kodak as well because, like, again, it almost links to Savior as well because everybody holds him in this high regard and holds he him as like it. the Messiah and he's perfect and everything. And he's trying to be like, he's trying to tell people, hold on a minute, I'm more cold, um, like, what is it? I'm more cold like than I'm I am pro black. Yeah, because yeah, 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 everyone yeah. hides him in this whole regard. And there's another thing is because, and it, and it does happen, if Kodak's on a future feature, is anyone like chatting or saying anything about Kodak? No, very because true. It's, but because thing. it's on Kendrick, because it's on Kendrick, there's a problem. Like, it, I, I, there's, and that's, I think Kendrick's done that intentionally to be like, well, this is, I'm trying to show you, I am not this perfect sort of guy. And I, he's not condoning he's not what Kodak's, he's not Kendrick condoning what Kodak's done. Someone, but, yeah. Like, Kendrick killed someone at 16. Like, 
We're not supposed to be idolizing him Did at he? all. Is, isn't that what he said? Would you? But he said him? it. But uh, he said it. Yeah. I believe him. To be fair, I actually believe him because I, I believe he, he smoked on the shenanigans. That's what I believe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not the shenanigans. <laughs> That's what I, I believe. Killed someone on the shenanigans. Um. Sam, was there anything you wanted to say before I pitch in? Uh, Kodak, right, is leading us through this whole album, right? And I'm going to put everybody who likes this album and everybody in this call on a, on a, in a very awkward place. Whatever you rate this album, that reflects on your views of Kodak Black. So if you rate this album highly, that by proxy means that you're fucking with Kodak Black. That's all I'm saying. Joint <laughs> enterprise. Go away, Sean. Go. First, first, here we go. First big disagreement. Um... I'm going to obviously explain. I'm going to explain. But I'm just going to, off the jump, say I wish Kendrick did not put Kodak Black on this album. I think Kendrick could have conveyed his message without giving Kodak Black a platform. Just like he kind of did with the R. Kelly line as well. Um, For me, I get the artistic purpose. I fully understand what Kendrick is saying, why Kodak's on here. I get that he's meant to kind of ruffle feathers, make us feel a bit uncomfortable and give us a different perspective because the overall message in saying that, you know, hurt people, hurt people and the cycle of trauma and this and that is, is an important one. And I get it. But for me, it's easy for me to say all those things. How does the victim feel or how does a victim feel of that when they hear said person on an album? Now, the, the, the bit for me that was slightly disappointing here, this is my only sort of like criticism of Kendrick with the album is, is, Again, and I give him the benefit of the doubt, like I said, because from what we've had to date, he's a he's a thoughtful, intelligent artist. But what we don't get on this album is, I guess, there's not the perspective of the accountability on the perpetrator. So I know like, when he's talking about his mum and his experiences, fine. With the Kodak thing, it's like, it's talking about, I guess his trauma and how Kendrick relates to him, but where, and then he has the sort of little line about R. Kelly as well, but where is the other side of it where we go, okay, yes, there is a reason for why people commit these terrible things and we need to do something about it and, and help people at a younger age and this and that, but there's also, you still did it. And the person you did it to and the people who are affected by that crime are never going to want to see you rehabilitated because you have violated them and to them, you're a monster, right? Whether that's but, right but, or wrong. But some of those so for people me, I would have just liked, I would have liked Kendrick to just maybe have given us that perspective within there as well. I've got a question though, Sean, because doesn't that sound like you're cancelling Kodak Black? Hmm. Personally, I, I mean, to clarify, I don't, I don't like or use that term. I'm not, I'm not cancelling. I don't skip, I don't skip Kodak Black on the album. So maybe I'm being a bit hypocritical with what I'm saying here. But I'm like the opposite of Sam. I don't listen to Kodak because he makes me feel uncomfortable. Kodak Black, I'm not saying he's a bad bad rapper, bad musician or anything like that. I'm not saying I haven't enjoyed songs from him, but I don't actively listen to his music or follow him or anything like that. Because for me, again, I'm not saying he did what he was accused of. He, you know, by the again, by the law, he wasn't convicted for that. But I've not really seen anything from him personally and i could be wrong and i'm open to like people telling me otherwise where he is actively trying to be a better person he gives to charity it's like what 
Even the worst people in the world do that too. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't know no, what like, Sean wants from us. I don't know if Sean wants a personal. I don't, I don't want I anything what, from I do him. hear what Sean is yeah. saying. I don't, no, I don't want I'm, anything. I'm, I'm, I understand. I don't what want Sean. anything I hear, from him. I hear totally what you're saying. Back to, back to my original point. I think Kendrick Lamar is a talented enough artist to, to make that point, but not have him on the album. And then to a lesser thing, this is my, this is a bit more, this is just me just kind of, this, this isn't, I guess it's not necessarily relevant, but when I think about like how Kendrick feels about Nipsey Hussle and what he did with the Heart Part Five and what Nipsey means to to I was going to say Kendrick and the West Coast, but just hip hop in general. After what Kodak did, you know, with the whole sort of moving towards Lauren London and not not really apologizing and then kind of apologizing, it all kind of seemed a bit insincere. Do you think Kendrick I was quite surprised knows that, to see Kodak on a Kendrick album? Do you know, do you know Especially how we after know the whole stuff, right? We know stuff about what happens. Do you think Kendrick even knows that that Kodak Black has said something like that? Well, I, I thought that. I thought I thought back to the whole thing about I, I go months without my phone and this and that, and I thought maybe he doesn't doesn't know. But then I thought, I, again, I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt. If he does again, know, I, I would assume that a conversation much, took place. I reckon are we a conversation too much took place. benefit of the doubt though, like. Because mm. I'm thinking, like, this Kendrick trying to teach us, like, we need to be forgiving, but it's like, yeah, so I think I'm looking too. I, yeah, I want to ask everyone like... this question separately, right? Why has Kendrick put Kodak Black on here? My answer to that is because he's wavy and it, it's just what he wanted to do. Everyone else, what's your answer? Why has Kendrick Lamar put Kodak Black on his album? Yo, you, you say next. Oh, me, because I, I, I just think because he personally, I think he acknowledges what Kodak's, um, done and i understand where sean's point is coming from but i want i think he's trying to show that stop putting me in this like highlight i am i've got my bad bad moments and bad things that happen to me and i'm more of a normal person and sort of that's what he's trying to make that link so everyone sees that obviously is it is it did he execute that well did he need kodak on there i I don't know but that's why i think he's put him on there personally yeah yeah. i'm with you and i get it but then you've heard you've all heard me say this before where's the line like and do you remember when Kanye brought Marilyn Manson out? Uh, yeah, see, the Donda yeah. thing. And I was like, this is just, yeah, why are you doing this? Look, again, I, I could be wrong. Maybe Kanye West and Marilyn Manson have an actual personal relationship and he was supporting his friend. And I know it's come out recently that the, the charges have been dropped. There's a defamation thing, blah, blah, blah. But for me, when someone's accused of crimes that severe and I'm not, and I don't have a personal relationship with them, I'm not doing any business with them until I know whether they're guilty or not. And Kanye doing, I mean, Kanye's, that was way less um, thoughtful than what Kendrick's done here with Kodak Black. That was just, that was shit, to be honest, what, like bringing him out and all that. Um, and it wasn't executed very well. But my, again, that's what I'm saying. Where's the line? It's like, I know, I know the artistic purpose. I know the point Kendrick's trying to make in terms, like when we link it to the themes of trauma and, and like, you know, going back to that line about rappers hiding their trauma within their chains and their tattoos and all this. But again, I, I just, to me, I always think of the victim or victims of a similar crime. It's like, to me, you can't, there's no artistic reasoning. It's just nip it in the bud. Don't work with that person. But look, again, might be being hypocritical. I don't skip Kodak on here. I actually quite enjoy his features. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, not, you know, I'm not quote unquote cancelling Kendrick or anything like that. But I just kind of wish he wasn't on here. Personally. I think we don't know the whole story. I don't. I don't think we know no, no. this relationship with Kodak. Just like how Kanye and Marilyn's relationship and stuff made more sense now than then. Mm. So what's your what's your answer to, to it, Kieran? You know, why, why has Kendrick put Kodak on his al- album? For me, and like for my listening experience, 
I get this perspective that he because sh- we see Kendrick as like the savior, like we can't help it. Like High Power was the first song I loved him. Do you know what I mean? Like he's always had this like untouchable, like perfect idea. So he's put someone that's he sees as like almost identical to him actually, and he's saying like this is actually who I am, and it's actually it's an uncomfortable thing to come to terms with. But that's this album. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be interested to. That's why I really want a good interview with him. I think because I would like him to address some of these things because. Again, I know what he means, but when you hear a line like what he says about R. Kelly, which is is thought provoking, where he says, you know, I want what is it? He says, um, is it on Mr. Uh, Morale you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah, what he says about, where, um, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if, um, oh, Robert Kelly would have, Robert Kelly was, oh, for God's sake, no, I can't remember. Um, I wonder if, like, would he have like, done it if he wasn't molested? Yeah, yeah, right, pretty much. And that is a very, it's, it, I don't think anyone really thinks that when they think of R. Kelly, they just think monster now, but, um, but then again, it's like what? But where's the perspective of like the the victim or the the, the relatives of the victim? Like you're not. I, I'm, I can't. I can't relate. Maybe I shouldn't be speaking on this. But if if I or someone very close to me was a victim of a, a, a sexual crime or you know something like that, I'm not really bothered about that that person's upbringing. I've got no interest in whether or not they're they're traumatized or anything like that. I get help in trying to help youth. In similar situations from similar backgrounds to, to prevent it but the person they did it they've done it there's one, no taking it back about but, shining a light on this though is like that if you if you consider in your head oh r kelly like did these things with these people but he was abused so that's what caused him to like go down that path that led him to that it helps like the victims like educate themselves like actually i am more prone to inflicting on somebody else too because it is more likely for someone that was mm, abused mm. to abuse somebody else yes and yeah because like, hurt people this is hurt something people. that needs to be acknowledged otherwise yeah like, that's, i always yeah i'm probably we're wrong just, innit? we're I'm just probably, protecting the victim yeah. if we don't um address the actual core issue inside of it yeah i don't, I don't think you are wrong sean because uh, the thing is i think what he was trying to do is to, he's um, nip it in the bud is the wrong term but he's basically trying to say that like what I think from that, he's saying that is uh, he doesn't condone what R. Kelly's done, but to, in order to stop this stuff happening, people are getting, like, they're having, they might be sexually abused, and as he said in the Heart Part five, uh, 5, hurt people hurt people, so we need to stop, we need to stop trying to have people that are hurt, because when they're hurt, they do things because of what they're affected by what's happened with their trauma. Mm. If we can stop that link, then we can create, like, a sort of a better place where hurt people are not hurting people. And I think that's what he's really trying to yeah, yeah. get at. Yeah. yeah. But don't get me wrong. I, I, the, the R. Kelly line doesn't bother me at all. Because like mm. I said, I think it's actually quite thought provoking. And, and I think sort of what you're saying, Kieran, I think p- it, we can actually learn a lot from from that perspective, both victims and just society in general. I know. Um, I know. And maybe, do you know sure. what? Maybe like what Kendrick's saying, I've got some healing to do. Like maybe it's the help. It would be the healthier thing to do is actually like understand why, even if you are a victim. Um, both for yourself and just in why, general. Like why but, you might have been abused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, yeah, like I said, I think I've, I've just got more problem with the, the Kodak feature and I just would have maybe liked the other end of the, I, I don't know, more, not the other end of the, like the perspective, i.e. like a victim, but I guess just um, more on accountability and being like, you know, I, although I'm saying hurt people hurt people and um, there are reasons why people commit these things, but also, like this is 
you know, this is wrong. You know what I mean? Like what these people have done is wrong and, and arguably unforgivable. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm, maybe I'm being that Kendrick fan that expects too much. No, it is, <laughs> it is, honestly, he doesn't, he just doesn't want us to like him as much as we do. Like that, that's mm. the truth of it. Like we, we like him too much, he thinks. Like because he's, he's actually more like Kodak Black. He's not this pro black leader. Yeah. He's, he's more like Kodak Black. I don't even know what that actually means because from what we know of Kodak Black, he's like this like thug potential rapist type of thing like what, but, what does that mean but what i'm you know saying I mean? is and when i say hear me out on this it's kendrick's album and whoever kendrick chose to be on it is his choice right mm-hmm. and it's, course, to build, yeah, it's to build his story and his narrative or just to make his album sound how he envisions it sounding and mm-hmm. I, I know i know we're kind of you know trying to be as as fair and as just as possible but you know Rap music's fucked. Most rappers are fucked up. Mm. And not, not he to, said he, not he to, said it. Yeah, not to try to gloss over the point, but I think the message that Kodak Black delivers on the album is like he's he's carrying the story. Like his actual song Silent Hill. I don't I don't really understand what he's trying to say or what he's doing. I think he's just rapping, you know? But think about how much rappers nowadays would kill for a Kendrick Lamar feature and then look at who he's giving it to. What does that tell you about Kendrick's view of the game? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Why, why does he pick these people? These, these features are all very random and very much not people I would have expected to hear. And out of all the new school Every rappers... Yeah, out of all the new school rappers, he's let Kendrick... He could have had Lil Baby do this. He could have yeah. had... What's the other guy's name? I forgot his name. Gunner. Yeah, one of them guys do this exact Went same thing. You forgot about him. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But I, I just don't remember their names. I was going to say Young Thug, but he's in a whole bunch of fuckery right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but why did he... I, I, I've asked this question before, obviously, like earlier, that's what sparked this conversation. But like, who Kendrick picks and why he picks them, it will always escape us. Because... Well, the story, mm-hmm. like M- MC8, for example. Remember that feature? That was so random. Nah. It, I don't know if it was, though. From Mad City. Oh. I don't know if it was, though. No, oh, yeah. I think it was it was a surprise, like because he's not a, a big name and all that. But the West Coast connection made sense. You get what I mean? I guess ultimately, like Ice Cube though. I guess ultimately, yeah, yeah, it could have been, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess ultimately, like Sam, back to your question, why did he do it? I think what Kendrick means when he says I'm more like Kodak Black is I'm flawed, but simply, simple yeah. as that. Um, but then you get people like me that kind of attach Kodak Black to something more serious than that, and it's like it's just problematic. But look, like I said, look. Like you said, Kendrick is his own man. He can do what he wants, him and his team. Um, people have done worse things in the world. Um, we all have it. Like I talk about the line. We all have a different line. Um, and I still, I still listen. I'm a hypocrite. I'm still listening to all the features, <laughs> enjoying it. Speaking yeah. of all the features, talk us through your Taylor Page addiction and the, what are they called? Talking heads, soft brain, what are they called? Beth Given. Hmm? I don't know. What's that, Brett? What's that thing called? All the features on here. Beth Gibbons. Are you talking to me? What are you trying to say, Sam? Yeah, what trying, are you I'm trying saying? To flow, I'm trying to flow, lost. man. I'm trying to get into the rest of the features. Well, I think, I think we <laughs> need to talk about Taylor Page, but also something, I mean, maybe I'm like just way off, but I noticed a real um, female presence on this. And it's not something that's, Kendrick's not done before. Like for instance, To Pimp a Butterfly, the only rap feature was Rhapsody and, you know, we, Anna Wise has featured heavily in his career, but I think it'd just be good to talk about that Taylor Page feature and just like, did we did we have any 
was that am I on my own with this? Like, did anyone else think like, oh, there's there's quite a lot of women on here, and whether there was a reason was for that? Tra- I think you're trying to give a balanced perspective because mm. I think especially with a double album, especially with Kodak Black, of, um, yeah, 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 like that's, that's a lot of <laughs> yeah. men, <laughs> man forcing, isn't it? Like, I'm being cynical, sorry, but, but yeah. Taylor Page is cut Kieran off mid oh, no, 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 no. You, you cut off. But what I was going to say is because, uh, especially with We Carry Together, they're in an opposing point of view. But mm-hmm. at the end, I think they have like a reconciliation. Uh, the women aren't actually opposing to Kendrick in, in this album at all. I think, I think in every single song, they're in agreement, actually. Are you sure about that? If you heard We Cry Together, yeah. <laughs> they're not in agreement but, with him at all. Uh, Purple Hearts is a bit more playful. Oh, I'll tell you what right? purple, 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 purple Hearts I've got a problem with one of that the song could go in the fucking Warwick. bin that song is so no, so bad yeah that's my least favourite song that is, uh, I, 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 I can't deal with one of, I can't stand it I don't even listen to it I can't it. deal with one of the lyrics man Did it, when it, it said if it ain't yes. love you gotta eat from my ass nah I'm not doing any of that shit man <laughs> No, nah, you eat the I'm not, I'm not like, here. No, 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 Dear, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, yeah. You you lick you lick your wife's bum one time, she can look at you differently. It's a it's a magical experience. Just <laughs> you know, it, it's like you know those Japanese toilets. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know what he's talking about. But I'm telling you, you you lick, you, you go there, you be, eat, you be eating the, the puss puss, yeah, and you go down and lick the bum hole, she's gonna be like, <laughs> it's gonna be magic. <laughs> Obviously, you don't have visuals yet, but Sean's jumped out of his seat. Theo is done. And Kieran is in disbelief at what I've just said. All I'm saying is, I'm not against what Summer Walker said about eating the booty like groceries, but that song's just weak. The song's just weak. The song's just weak for me. Like, I don't know. I, 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 considering I the features, it I should be one of the best songs. The beat is repetitive, but I don't think it's a weak song. Ghost See, I, like, I, like the, I like the beat. Oh, that's what I will say. I like the, the beat in Ghostface. But yeah, Ghost his verse is, is yeah, but his verse is ridiculous. That's what mm. Kendrick's say, weak on it. I think Kendrick's the weak thing. Mm. About yeah, that song. Kendrick's singing on there as well, isn't he? I don't know what he's really doing on that song. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Out of all the know. songs on this album, I just like it the least, which is odd to me. It but is a nice like outro, it. though. I, the thing is with Kendrick's outros, I don't think they bang often at all. Really, like they're more like just the albums. My my message is over. I'm just going to close off with like a nice note. It's usually like a credits song, mm, or something. Mm. and it's, it's that yeah. kind of moment. It's a credits for side A. Yeah. No, I get I get Sam why you are not really feeling it. It's, it's probably my least favorite too. But um, again, a bit like the way Die Hard comes in after Worldwide Steppers, it feels like an after we cry together, we needed something with that kind of vibe. Do you know what I mean? I know it could have been maybe a better song, but it was it was needed again for the sort of sequencing. Um, but yeah, the features. Yeah, Taylor Page to me. Best feature on here. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love rapping, to know. But she is. But, but the thing for me is, first of all, she's an actress. Yes. Or an actor, whatever term you want to use. Um, she So she doesn't do this, right? Unless she does in her spare time, I don't know, unless she used to. But I'd love to have been in the studio seeing this happen because I yeah, feel like I get the impression that Kendrick maybe and, and whoever was writing it wrote the song, they like picked out who they wanted to perform on it um, and like 
gave her her lines, but I reckon she had input too. What she if they just brought oh, she had this. input? What if they just freestyled this yeah. and then snipped it yeah. together into a song? You see what I'm trying to say? What if he I was know, like, this, this is, is the situation well we're arguing <laughs> and try rap and at the same time? You see what crazy. I'm trying to say? But that's the genius of Kendrick and his team because most people, I would say 99% even, maybe not that higher, but most artists would have just picked another rapper. But they were like, we need an actor. They need an actor. They need someone that yeah. can perform K- Kendrick is an actor. character like Kendrick can. Yeah, Kendrick and is an actor. And I'll be honest, yeah. It's, it might not be, you know, lyrical miracle or like, you know, crazy oh, no. flow. To me, it's the best feature of the year. It's the delivery. Yeah, exactly. The delivery is like Biggie level. Let's be real. Like she's, she's like performing ridiculous. this. Yeah, she is performing mm-hmm. that. It's because it's like when she's like, just give me my keys. That that raw emotion that you actually mm. feel like. Has, has anyone argument. listened to the song though in, on, oh. the, on the clean version? Oh yeah, that's, like, you, that's a madness. You, you, <laughs> you, you. I don't think, I think this might be the most explicit song ever. Oh, 100%. 100%. This has to be the most fucked up, explicit song in the world. Do you know when I'm trying to chill? I listen to the clean version instead. I'm not going to lie. No. I I haven't listened to that song more than twice because it just makes me feel... I don't like arguments. And and that is a real argument that I'm hearing. Yeah, that's a real argument. I'm the one that sent the clean version in like two days (laughs) or the day that the album came out. I was like, listen to this, you lot. And it's just like, you, you, give me my keys. You, you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, do you know what though? Masterpiece, masterpiece. Talk me through um, the rest of the feature, Sean. Who's Whitney? feature was um, oh Whitney. That's Ken, Kendrick's wife. She's on this. Oh right. Mm, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking who the fuck she's is fiance or what? Oh wait. <coughs> no, she. This is still fiance at the moment. I think. Last time oh. he fucked a white bitch. Well, we know why now, don't we? Yeah, oh, exactly. Uh, we know why yeah. they're not been not been tied. <laughs> yeah. Um, Florence might be racist. Was a surprising one. Florence Respect to her, man. Respect to her because this is again we talked we talked about or we touched upon it with the father time um, content like this must be very difficult like to to kind of have this information out there because I remember I think I said it the first few times we listened to it I felt weird listening to this album because it was like I shouldn't know some of this do you know what I mean mm, um, right. but for her to be cool with this and to you know and and then also feature on she it contributed yeah, yeah is it exactly. only Mother I sober though. Well, no, no, she's on. No, no, she's on another track. She's on the beginning yeah, yeah. of Father Time, isn't she? She, she says she's so the one who says, "Do you need yeah, to pull the echo?" And then she yeah. also, I feel like she says, um, "Breakthrough" at the start. Yeah, she so does. She yeah, just... it's hers that says yeah. "Breakthrough." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which shows she was. In, I think that shows she was involved in his therapy process, though, because she she's the one that sent him to go anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It makes sense. She's got presence throughout. Hmm. Um. Who else we got? Beth Gibbons. Yeah, that was a surprise, man. Oh, that was. But I'll be, that I'm was not going to act like I'm some big Portishead fan. But I did. Yeah. When I saw the name, I wasn't like it didn't ring a bell. And then when I, and but then I saw of Portishead. Yep. And I was like, yeah. Oh, and it, so, it sounds like her delivery on that road song, isn't it? Mm, <laughs> I, like it. Mm. I like it. And she that that's um I mean that's that song's beautiful, man. That singing is just yeah. that chorus is like that chorus is amazing, man. Choruses I've ever heard, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. It's very haunting, when, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. When he goes, you know, the end of the final verse where he's like, you know, he says, This is transformation, and it just comes back down again. Oof. It's just her voice. Yeah. Oh, perfect, man. Perfect. Um, Summer Walker, 
back to Purple Hearts. I'm just never been really into her music, like her style. Was I, I, like her, no. I like her on this song though. It's cool. It's cool, no. but it's like it doesn't. That's I don't know. She's just me. yeah. No. Doesn't do I've seen what me. this does for other people though. Like I've seen people play the album from that song because they just yeah. they like that vibe. I don't really like. I don't really it, like it, Summer Walker. It, she, she's not all that. It's a tool. Uh, but she some we place. ain't talked to, we haven't talked about Baby Keem though. Baby Keem snaps on the interlude. Oh, man. yeah. Oh, he's, he yeah. snaps on the interlude, man. And oh, his chorus Jesus. as well, Savior. Yeah, yeah. So his chorus but, on Savior is. But his, his interlude is incredible. Oh, like, his interlude is just fire. I'm sorry. People, really... Loads of people are saying, oh, Kendrick wrote that. Why did Kendrick write what? that? I, That's what I, I don't <laughs> get that because it's just stupid. Like, people just love that. Oh, he's not that great because Kendrick like, wrote for it. I'm like, no. What I'm trying to pick about? it up. Like, where's like, I'm trying to hear Kendrick in it. And I'm like, yeah. of course, I'm, I'm sure they wrote it together. Like, <clears throat> like, just like I'm sure that other people wrote some of Kendrick's songs as well because there's credits. But I'm not listening to it going, oh, this is just like a Kendrick reference I track. I think this is an immature comment to make now. Like, yeah, it is. Ra- rappers should be collaborating with other writers to make better songs. It doesn't make but, sense uh, yeah. not to do that. <clears throat> I'm with you, but even so, I'm like, where is like, the explicit Kendrick in this? To I me, see yeah. the reverse of this. I see Keem has influenced Kendrick. Oh, yeah. massive. You see what I'm trying massive. to say? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why can't Keem have written this? Yeah. Mm. Keem yeah. Probably in fact, wrote that, that Adlib probably came from Keem, isn't it? No, hundred percent. Like you said with N ninety five, that is that is Keem influence. I do not care. Like the way, like when, when he switches up all the flows when he's go, oh, and even in the video when he's talking to Keem, I just hear Keem when he's doing that. Like that is Keem's influence massively. Yeah, that is a standout. That that interlude actually from him um, reminded me a tad of when Chance featured on uh, Life of Pablo. In the sense that it was just like there was something powerful about it. Like, oh, this guy's arrived. And I know Keem's like got three projects to this point, family ties, he's on his way, he's won a Grammy. But this felt like an elevation. It was like, I, I think this is his best first, like that I've heard personally. I think he better than Praise God. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The, the Praise God was more I like <laughs> Yeah, I had to think. I had to think. I was like, Six, oh, oh, done. um Praise God is a, yeah. is a <laughs> Praise God on like maybe more like a technical level on like a just a wild fun level, but this one like lyrically. This one's yeah, it's lyrically so yeah. dense. Like I can't I can't even unpack this verse yet. I don't even know what he's talking about. He said at the beginning, have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever seen your mum strung out whilst you're doing division? I was like, oh, yeah. What the hell? That's like that's just showing how normal it is. He's just trying to do his homework, and his mum's just doing drugs. You see what I'm trying to say? It's a magic. Oh, on drugs. Mm. Okay. <laughs> And the bit that the vocals like the you know the bit bless you. Man, yeah, you know man got that like, Wuhan virus. Oh, <laughs> I told you earlier, oh, sure I'd say a lyric that would piss you off. You didn't hear that part, but like, Wuhan. Wuhan virus. <laughs> I don't condone that. <laughs> no one should ever take anything I say on this podcast seriously. It's mostly just to make Sean laugh. <laughs> Oh no, I could just see a fat Joe now. Oh. You know, that, that drawn on beard. Which yeah. oh, these niggas off me like I have to double this the review. Double this the review. Push these bitches off me like I'm pushing the snakes, I'm pushing the fakes, I'm pushing them all off me like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um Features, right? The last thing about features I wanted to talk about was um, 
did we find the lack of TDE presence telling, especially knowing that like it's the final album? Do we think there's anything to that, or is it just? Is it, is I it don't know. Final I found album it strange. Or is this PG it Lang is. now. I'm confused. No, it's the final album. He's PJ. He's PG Lang now. I thought he was in this album. It would it, no, yeah. It's definitely a final album. TDE and your PG. I w- it wouldn't even surprise me if he releases another album I'm like, gonna like, say next something. year or Don't the year say after. Them because no, because no. no, I'm saying it because it's PG Lang. Because I think he just wanted to get uh, get out of TDE. I can't lie to you. There's I'm a lyric God. on Rich Spirit. I pray to God that you realize the entourage is dead. Is that about TDE? Oh man, jeez! I, 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 I was What entourage genius. is he talking about other than TDE, which isn't on this album? I did find it weird that there was no that, black TP on here, man. That's his oh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, about those old crew, TDE videos. That's like, what I'm seeing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then they just got famous because of him too. Let's be real. Yeah, nah, nah, some up. of them earn their fame on their own. But if they didn't know Kendrick, they wouldn't have got famous. Mm. I'm saying it. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I don't this. know. Like, some, like uh, this. Like Absol like earned it. his own fame. Absol had big songs, and they would have been schoolboy rappers. Schoolboy like, earned his fame. J J Rock like, was the first one to. A-Sop yeah, Rock. exactly. A Sop. <laughs> <laughs> That's how big they would be. <laughs> no, but J J Rock released Wilt. before. Yeah. Yeah. But, anyway, but no, oh, yeah. I think the, for, the entourage I, is dead. But we've, heard, I think there have been like slight rumors that there's, there's something's happened. I think I had another the... theory, you know. I have a feeling Kendrick got annoyed that they were pushing him to be like this rap leader or something, or they were trying to tell him to like represent like culture or something. I, I don't even know, but I, I feel like that's attention that he has on this album and TDR missing. So there must be some tension that caused that. I feel like that could be a thing because his label mm. do have a say in like how his career goes. Well, I was listening to um, an Isaiah Rashad interview the other day and he said something about how Top Dog works. And because I think the person interviewed him asked like, when can we expect new music? And he said, oh, I, I don't let Top listen to stuff because if if I send him stuff, he, he might put it out. Like, I think TD have their very... Um, uh, I think they're quite they know when they want to release stuff and when they want to kind of keep it's weird because they don't really do it but apparently they want to like they're quite methodical when they want to release things um, and that could be a that could have been a, a a wedge in the in the relationship really where if Kendrick's not re- like he talks about writer's block and and it's taken him five years to put out an album maybe there were pressures to to put out music that he didn't want to put out and I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I know there's been some rumours about relationships being strained, but I'm just looking here. I'm trying to think, when, when was the last time Kendrick featured on a TDE artist project as well? Because oh, I'm just, thinking J-Rock no, Redemption. It'll be J-Rock. It'll be, it yeah. is. That's the last time he featured on something. That's 2018. Yeah, it's mad. And J-Rock's his boy as well. That's why I, I don't know what's happened. Like, they, them two are tight. Like They used to... When... Um, they first oh. signed with Top and everything, slept on the couch and all thought that's his boy. So I, I, I did find that, um, I don't know, I thought there'll be Sorry. at least one Black Kibbe feature. Hair Down was the last one. Hair Down by Sir. who? Sir. Hair, okay. Sir, yeah. Sir. But I mean, like from the, the old, the, you know, the original crowd, yeah. it's been a while since Kendrick's... Kendrick's vibe was weird on Hair Down though. Remember the video where he was like, he didn't even want to be there kind of thing. He was like in a cloak oh, really? and like, he was like shrouded. No one remember that? No, no. I, I don't remember that. But I think, you know, the fact that TD are missing from this album, 
you know, what, I think TD is barely on any. Was TD on Dam? No, TD wasn't on Dam. I don't think so. Yeah, not much. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. so what I'm what I'm trying to say is, is uh, the fact they're missing. Okay, you know, let's let's highlight that. But at the same time, I don't think it's. They weren't even on Tupiva Butterfly. No, they weren't on Tupiva Butterfly either. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just we're, we're thinking. We're overreacting yeah. a bit. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, yeah. I think we're viewing yeah. it a bit different. Like, whatever PG Lang is, is what PG Lang is. But the fact TD aren't on there, oh well. Kodak Black. Yeah, so I, I think, haven't been do, you know, on there. do you know what I think it is? Do you know what I think it is? Even like, despite rumours and all that. I mean, I personally, I've never thought that there's been a problem between Kendrick and say like the, the artists. I don't think there's ever been any issue like that. I think... Um, what it might be is, I mean, maybe when, you know, Kendrick drops Good Kid, Mad City, you get the control verse, you get the BET freestyle, perhaps they were expecting more of an output and maybe a more traditional career, you know what I mean, from him. And instead he took three years, made to Bimba Butterfly, went the complete other direction. Then, okay, another two years makes damn. Like, it's not... And then another five years and you get this album. It's like, it's not really maybe in line with what the hierarchy wanted. Do you know what I mean? I think Kendrick could have like redone and done this album. And I don't think he would have considered putting TDE people in it. No, no. What, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think Kendrick is like from, from early, I'm talking like from sort of post Good Kid Mad City mm. has been on his own trajectory. He's, yeah, he's yeah. in his own lane and his own direction. And at this point now, after these last three albums or whatever, it doesn't make sense for him to be on TDE. It's just not the label where he yeah. belongs, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and they've come to an agreement and it sounds like it's all amicable and now he's going off doing his own thing. But he's working on like, uh, in fact, we're going to talk about what, what's next and all that, but um, sticking with TDE production though, Soundwave. Yeah, all Soundwave's over, all over. As usual. Yeah. We need to start talking about him more, you know, I think. He's amazing. Hmm. The thing is though, I don't... Because Soundwave made a uh, feel on Damn, right? And for me, that's like the typical Soundwave production style. I don't really hear that on this album. No, it's a lot of collabs on this, though, mm. isn't it? Every song's yeah. a collab, pretty it's, much, near enough. It's like, I don't even know whether to credit Soundwave, like, oh, Soundwave is sick, because I don't even know if you did it. Like, I feel like I can hear Beacon sound more than Soundwave. From, from what I, I might be way off on this, I feel like I heard someone say that his, I think his thing is the drums. I think he maybe is the drums and then pieces it together. Mm. There's, a, there's a producer on here. Let me double check. I don't want to get the name wrong. Again, I could be way off actually, but um, I think it is that Duval Timothy. I think he's the, the pianist maybe. Yes, he is. I think he is. He is yeah. The jazz pianist. Um, so it's almost like people, there's certain, like there's there's kind of like a recurring. There's roles that people play. Yeah, to yeah, make yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, and they're all necessary, but Soundwave. I mean, Soundwave's been yeah. consistent throughout the whole career, right? Mm-hmm. He's all I would over. say Soundwave mm. probably was the leader of that team as well, just because he he knows Kendrick the best. He's got the best relationship. Like he was probably yeah. that. Yeah, but he only has one one production credit on this on this album on N ninety five. I swear he has more. I thought he had more than that. Who does Soundwave? Soundwave. No, no, he's all he's got the most credits on it. He's got like he's on loads. Is they're he? all just collab. Yeah production yeah his name will be like oh i'm talking about soul productions because you said about how how soundwave has a certain sound right i don't yeah i don't hear the sound at all on this project i don't even hear it on n95 to be honest 
Yeah, yeah, I don't hear it on the night at all, to be honest. I'm hearing more like Donda style production on this album, to be honest. That, that was the first thing. Nah, for Donda stuff, you got to listen to Count Me Out. That is the Donda Oh, song. oh my that, God. That, that is Donda. That's, that's Donda all yeah. over. Those those backing <laughs> singers and just feeling spiritual. Oh, my goodness me. Yeah. I felt like I was ascended into heaven listening to that song. I'm not even going to lie. Even though. <laughs> <laughs> It's cool though. It's not, I'm not even like that's not even a criticism. That's that's more like a, a compliment to both albums. Like it's it's the modern hip hop sound that's working. Yeah, yeah. See, so I, that I hear um, yeah, I hear I hear Donda in the bass drop, but before that, with the vocals, I feel he's just singing. That reminded me of uh, Sims' last album. Yeah. Um, sometimes I might be introvert. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. In fact, I mentioned this in the group. There's a few. Oh, this is random now. There's a few. There's quite a few things on this where there's like parallels with UK, UK artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there's quite yeah. a few, you know, like there's there's the there's some sim stuff with the whole um like when I think like there's the that that production, there's like father time kind of just makes you think of um I love, I love you, I hate you. you. Um then it, like the whole therapist thing makes you think of Dave with psychodrama. Mm-hmm. Um the the We Cry Together reminds me of Dave's song with um with James Blake and that's the woman. what Dave wishes yeah. he could do though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we cry yeah, together is, is what yeah. Dave wishes he could do yeah. because Dave yeah. never reached them heights. He's got close, but he's never getting <laughs> that. There. Dave song is so good as well. But yeah, like, that Dave song is amazing. just showed what how to do it the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. maybe he does yeah, listen Kendrick to UK music. By the time you're hearing this, Kendrick Lamar has most likely know it. I don't know if he's on the Sunday or Probably not. Probably performed. He he met. He's him. on the Sunday. He's on the Sunday. I, I know you yeah. motherfuckers don't listen to release day, but whenever you hear this, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar has performed it. Porned. Ooh, performed quarter, uh, performed at Glastonbury. Go watch that. I said Paul. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. Quarter, quarter to ten is um, uh, quarter to ten is going. Jeez, I'm I'm uh, gassed. Yeah, I'm watching that. Um, with, with the producers though, that something I noticed is um, although it sounds like way different to anything he's done to date, um, a lot of the producers have worked with him for 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 a long time. So like, I looked at I noted some of the most notable ones. So there's J dot BLS did cartoon serial. Um, what did you do on this? The, uh, he, oh, quite a few. Quite, a few. I think he's like the second most credited producer on here. Wow. Um, or they are. I don't know. What they are. Uh, DJ Dahi, obviously Money Trees, Dam, Beacon or Beckon, as we call him. Woo! You know, all over Dam. Shout out, um, guy. And then let's let's move on to Pharrell. Jesus. Oh, that. Jesus. Oh, oh my god. That man. Pharrell beat. It's, it's disgusting, especially it's when it disgusting. drops and like you're getting these like noises that like, it's down, disgusting. Down. When we go see him, that Ooh. one's I that told you I would have no. Oh my god! I called I called that out. I said when Mister I said when Mister Morale comes on, people best move out the it's, way because I'm going oh. on the madness. I'm telling you right now. Mad I energy. Know, man. Oh, just, but... I can't even envision what I'm gonna do. Like it's gonna be crazy. I might fall on the floor. Like <laughs> you saw that you you've all seen the um the video that Pharrell posted, right? Where he's kind oh, of yeah. like. To yeah. be honest, I'm not gonna lie. For, the album was so fresh when he posted that. I had still hadn't clocked how much of a banger it was when I saw Pharrell gassing certain lyrics like three thousand wives and three thousand yeah. lives. I was like, I need, yeah. to, I need to hear this properly. Yeah, <laughs> I get the impression that Kendrick's lyrics got like got the most out of that beat. Like, I feel like Pharrell was listening to those lyrics and just like added some tweets to make it a little bit harder and stuff like that. Do we like the chorus um, or do we wish Pharrell sung it? He's kind of he has got 
vocal credits on it though. I, yeah. I keep feeling like I'm hearing Pharrell singing, but he could be in there. there. He could the, be tucked there away yeah. there in a the pocket. Who knows? That's true. He, he's definitely mm. on there, but he's not singing. The main chorus is the uh, the new PG Lang artist. Um, this is best vocal. Let's be real, because his, yeah. <laughs> his solo what's, music isn't the one. Uh, what's his? Oh God, I'm doing him a disservice. Though. T- uh, Tana Leon is that? It? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Tana that's Leon. the one. Yeah. I do not like yeah. the solo music. Yeah, let's move on. Oh yeah, you guys, you guys <laughs> thought you were smart. You guys, are like, let's go listen to the, the features. We were trying to deep it, like he's at the show. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna be getting it. my drink while we're, while we're there. I think I might just do what me and Sean did when Schoolboy had that guy, and we just stand there and look at each other in disbelief. Like, I can't believe this guy's getting paid to do this. That was honestly, I think, I think Schoolboy was trolling us. I'm not gonna lie, that was that was the worst awful. thing I've ever heard in my life. Awful, literally the Terrible. worst music I've ever heard in my life. I wish I recorded um, some of it. You, I don't even know the guy's name. It was, yeah, it was. I don't think it was even. I think they just picked up some random guy and just. Got him to sort of scream through a microphone. Is this Pharrell's um, best production with uh, Kendrick? Or like best collab with Kendrick, would you say? Possibly. Regardless of culture. That's impact. hard. I don't That's care hard. about the cultural impact. Like, <laughs> let's just be real. <laughs> I think I think beat-wise, yeah. Mm. Um, Good Kid's an amazing song. It is, isn't it? I, I love yeah. it. Good Kid is an amazing song. Just the, the and way you know what? I'm not coming on this, though. Like, oh. And and you know what? We don't even have to talk about the the, the cultural impact. I, I I still love all right. I know yeah, all right. It's a, it's a it's nice song. Yeah, it's a great song. Great song. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. That is it's a tough a hard, one. I, hard, I can't answer that. Hard. And then the other the other uh, legend on here, Alchemist. I feel like I, I've put it on the run through. Alchemist and Pharrell are the top two producers this year for me so far. But I, I so. Oh, easily. Yeah, Kanye easily for me. Kanye's in the debate. Well, that, yeah, that, that 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 no, that beat for consequence. That beat for consequence, mm. like there's a lot of other ones, like the ones on Pusha T's album are different. Yeah, well, I was about to say this. The ones Pharrell had the best beat. Dry. Kanye <laughs> beat Pharrell on that album. Diet Coke is a slapper. Diet Coke is the hardest beat I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Diet, diet, yeah, Diet like, Coke diet is Coke disgusting. Is diet Coke like, is disgusting. That song makes me break my more. neck. Just so you remember as well. Just so you remember makes me feel weird. Yeah, my, my beat of the year is hard. It really is because don't forget like um, Thray's Revenge by Alchemist. That beat is still not number one. <laughs> Throwies of Revenge by Benny. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alchemist is so incredible. Like, th- and this is one of his best beats, I think, as well. What, what he's Alchemist on is, this. Yeah. his volume as well was amazing. So much music. We cry together. The way he's put that together, put, put that yeah. there. That piano is the haunting. Piano sample, the way it flips is like yeah. incredible too. It's ha- It's like it's like it's like it's yeah. it's meant to be for that. I don't know what that sample yeah, is exactly. from, but the way that's flipped and looped in there, it's like. There's, I'm glad you mentioned because you know that trailer that Spotify's made. The way the piano <laughs> comes at the end, I'm just like, <laughs> are we about to see like a murder or something in this film? Like, what's, what's happening? It's so um, off. Yeah, ca- ca- Alchemist just captures moods so well, mm. so so well. Um, last thing with the producers was Kendrick's got a few features uh, credits on here. Sorry, uh, well, Oklahoma does. Do we think, do we think okay, this, this is a sign of time of things to come, or is like just he does it for his own projects? What, I don't think he think? needs to produce. No, I don't like, think he needs to. Yeah, I don't think he's, produ- I don't think he's producing. Producing. I think he's just there, like <clears throat> change this change that type thing 
I think he mm. just decided to finally credit himself because we know for sure, like on Two Pimper Butterfly, you knew he was controlling what was going on in that studio. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I think Thundercat said that. Um, yeah, fair enough. Okay, let's get to it. Um, is Kendrick now on the greatest album run of all time? <laughs> and I, I just want to say, Ooh. so when when I say the albums, right, and we can debate this. For me, I'm to, I'm talking about the major label albums. I'm talking about Good Kid, Mad City, To Bimple Butterfly, Damn, Mr. Morale and The Big Steppers. To me, there's only one, maybe two types that can compete with that. No, not oh. even Tyler. <laughs> not even Tyler. Tyler's on a good album. I've got Outcast. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, I was about to say Outcast. Yeah, because I couldn't think of anyone else because their album and disgusting. And, and maybe Kanye. Maybe Kanye. Maybe. But... Maybe. Yeah, because I think that <laughs> maybe think... Kanye. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. go back. What do you mean maybe Kanye? We, we can't even say maybe Let's Kanye because no, we, we, we can't even say maybe Kanye because college dropout, yeah, um, what late registration, graduation, where does the run end? yeah. Well, that's, that's where it gets. That's yeah. where it gets. Um, that to me is where it gets debatable because eight oh eight is well one. I mean, I know in retrospect people look back and it's incredibly <laughs> incredible. Even to me, when I listen back to it now. As influential as it has been, I don't I don't put it on the same level as like well obviously uh dark fantasy at college yeah, dropout. I, 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 I don't I'll put, put it on that level. You. Me and Kieran were bumping that album when it came out like it was the best thing ever. We were always on that album, right? And I didn't understand what people were trying to say about it because it always slapped for me. So for me, as much as for me, Kanye's always been rising, rising, rising and elevating the culture, he has had two dips. But even those two dips weren't bad because they were like developmental steps. And in between those, de- de- like, what was the album before that? But in between the Life of Pablo and the Jesus album, right? We missed albums. There were albums that were made that never came out. Turbo Graphics, this, Yandy, Yandy all that shit. <laughs> the problem is with, <laughs> with Kanye is he has no filter on what to release and how to release it. He just releases shit all over the place. Kendrick is a much more controlled, better version of creativity and, and artistry. And that's why his album runs seem so flawless. But this is why I say maybe Kanye, because like, okay, that's 808. Yeezus, right? It's similar for me and you. Me and you really no, like Yeezus from the, don't, from don't the even, day. Don't to even this try day, <laughs> but to this day, still polarizes people. There's a lot of people that don't rate Jesus. People aren't listening to Jesus no. the right Wait, way. No, I, 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 I don't understand how people don't listen rate that. Listen to the I, drums I, on Jesus. I do. I understand it because no. it's not. It doesn't sound like anything other in anything else no, in the main. But, but listen to the drums on Jesus, yeah, and realize that was 2013, yeah, yeah? and now yeah, all the drums in every song sound exactly like yeah. that. Yeah, he was ahead <laughs> of the game. I get yeah. it. I get it. But what I mean is, is like when. I get it. Again, 808s and Yeezus, incredibly influential, but polarizing. When we talk about Outcast and Kendrick, these are like undeniable, universal. Hear classics. me on this one, though. Kendrick doesn't inspire or move the culture. As in the rap, no one's copying Kendrick. Kendrick doesn't do something and people go out and do the Kendrick thing. I don't mm. know. Logic. Oh, don't. don't, <laughs> talk about that. don't I'm being serious here. You're being I stupid. I'm being a lot serious. Of artists, man. I hear Kendrick in Saba. I hear Kendrick in yeah, Jid. That's true. I hear Kendrick that's in... They occupy the same lane. That's not the same thing as being influenced by each other. Let's not make it about Kanye Kendrick like, like that, but... Well, I, I, I know for a fact that Kendrick has a Kanye-inspired song 
Carney don't have no Kendrick inspired songs. You get the what I'm trying to say? Though, no, but it's not. The, when Kendrick no good Kid Mad City, everyone wanted to do that album. Yeah. Everyone wanted to copy that. True. Yeah, Kendrick is more influential. I think Kendrick is, uh, in ter- when we're talking just specifically rap and hip hop, Kendrick's very influential. I think Kanye is just more influential I'll, on a broader I'll put scale. This, but I'll put this out there because I'm going beyond the, the point. He is on the greatest run in history. Because there's it's it's arguably almost flawless. There's no duds. I was even I trying think to think of like non hip hop runs, and there's not that many that like have done what Kendrick's done. You know, I wrote down like Beatles, Prince, Stevie Wonder, Radiohead, Stevie mm. Wonder as well, Bjork. But there's um, there's not that many that have like no. four, five albums that you could say are ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. There are but there are that, there's small bands that that have that, but you know they're mm. not they're not got the same major level mm, appeal that's true as well. mm, mm. That's true as yeah, well. yeah 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 that's why i say that to me there's there's free like there's 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 kanye there's outcast there's kendrick i think i, I don't, don't think actually, any... i actually think kendrick's topped outcast at this point let's be real. really let's be do real. you i don't know if oh, i don't know if i don't say know, that because because andre on life at a party um, right it shows us that kendrick is is yeah. actually just a peasant compared to andre so i'm trying to say <laughs> but i was just saying i was just saying outcasts run i was literally just talking about that Wait, let's just, wait, let's just remind yeah, ourselves. But, but, I, 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 put, uh, uh, yeah, I, no. So, you know, like, I'm, because bear in mind as well, I'm not even, I've not even included Section 80, uh, Untitled Unmastered, like, I've not even said those albums, right? To me, Untitled, uh, Section 80 is a bit like um, Outcast Debut, where, like, Outcast Debut is great, but when I talk about that run, it's it's 80 Aliens, it's uh, Equipment I, Stankonia, Speaker Box Love Below. That is just... That's yeah. ridiculous. That, 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 that run is ridiculous. Yeah. It, it is insane. And then you can, and if you want to broaden it out, you know, Southern Playlistic, great album, Section 80, great album. Um, it's tight, man. It's tight for me. The fact that Kendrick has those in-betweens though as well, like with the Untitled Unmastered, which I think mm. is actually as good as his best projects as well. I, 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 mean, have, hole, great, I have holes to pick in those albums. I, I have holes to pick in Untitled Unmastered, but there's great songs yeah, on yeah. there. You know what I mean? They're understandable holes, isn't it? Because they're demos and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It, it, I'm, I'm coming yeah. from a place of there's no, I have no ground to stand on because it's like these are just literal throwaways. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what, what I what I want to say is his discography, right? For me, I don't know how to rank it because he's not finished yet. You see what I'm trying to say? I feel like Kanye ah. definitely has periods, errors, mm-hmm. and you know yeah. we can rank Kanye's as much as he's still releasing music actively. We can still rank him among other retired and finished rappers, but I don't think Kendrick has... My thing with Kanye no, is he's, he can't even be compared. Like He just sits on the top and it's like, who can get close It's to not that? even in the top. He's somewhere mm. else. He's, he's all the way over there, he's, right? He's beyond. But what I'm saying is I, I can't rank his discography comparatively to anybody else because he's, you know, he's, let's be honest, he's currently running the game. Not, not in the same sense as Drake. He's running the game from a perspective of everybody knows who Kendrick Lamar is. Oh. Huh? Sorry, no, I said art. Yeah, he's right, running the game. Art, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying. I'm not going back on what I said earlier. I don't think he pushes the culture forward. But every rapper knows that Kendrick Lamar is is currently the best. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's yeah, not I rapping agree. anymore. You know what I mean? If but he you... if he went on this whole mindless rap shit and was just you know barring off all day, it'd be ridiculous. But you um you've you said something which is going to lead me to a question to ask that I didn't put on on our run through because you said that Kendrick's not done 
what if he is done? That's I don't what think if he is done. Mira, that, no, nah. no, no, no. But no, but what I'm saying, yeah. like, have you have any of you he... listened to Mirror with the mentality that he's done? Yeah. No. Yeah. I almost cried. <laughs> I was on the plane a couple of <laughs> weeks ago. I almost cried. I was like, oh shit, he he's might apologizing. Be done. Like, I'm 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 done now because I need yeah. to choose myself. He 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 could be done. And it, I'm not saying he he could be done. Though. This would be the best retirement from the yeah. game. But the problem is with Kendrick, I know he's the type of guy like he he will, he will he quit music and he won't come back in any way, shape or form. He will just quit and go. You see how he's in Ghana chilling? Yeah, exactly. He he's that gone. guy, man. He won't come back. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. the thing do, you, do you think that's Kendrick's what's next done, then? The thing is, though, doing a run like this, taking a break and then coming back and trying to like reach that level again that kind of thing's not really happened that much at all like i'm, I'm not just doing like a comeback where they just do one album like he the heights he's reached now yeah he's doing no glastonbury he's he's done coachella he's done he's done a lot of big big things right mm. how much higher does it go does he does he care about going that much higher or like because now sean's asked this question I, I i am seeing that point of he could be done what more could he do anyway I don't, I don't know every what magazine. He, he said he told us yeah. about that. <laughs> he told us about that. I thought I knew everything about Kendrick before this album, but now I feel like there's no more to know. After yeah. this one. I think um like we, we're kind of moving like onto like what next and that. I think I personally don't think he is done. I think there's there's a good chance we get an even bigger gap with a project. It could be like almost like D'Angelo type shit where it's 1, just like, 1855 days. Eight, eight years. Yeah. I think, I think he's something. gonna I think we're going to see quite a lot of energy go into PG Lang, whether it be um, with Keem or yeah. uh, like propping up other artists. But he's also apparently working on a film, isn't he, with the South Park? Uh, South Park, South Park creators, yeah. Yeah. So maybe Kendrick's going and we know he's done a bit of acting. So maybe Kendrick's going to branch out and just do some different things. Like we might get some features. As well. Sorry? Soundtracks. Soundtracks, mm. mate. Yeah, yeah. I never for, like, for, like, yeah. Yeah. One, I yeah. Um, no, but I think he, I can see him doing more, um, maybe like more like artsy stuff now. I don't know, like some of the visuals in the PG Lang stuff were reminding me of, like, I've said the name already, like Safety Brothers and stuff you, like that. Did you see really... what, what Kieran said in the group chat earlier about the breakdown of um, the N95 oh, video? The breakdown of N95 is unbelievable. Because like, I was always looking at the video. scene where he's holding the pigeon. I'm like, what film is this mm. from? I've seen this. I've seen someone holding a pigeon. And it's a Forrest Whitaker film. I was like, ah. And then the thing with the baby, I already knew about that because that's a racism picture thing. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of it was from a lot of films and a lot of iconic stuff. I think he's got that 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 he's got skill. a cinematic eye. Yeah, yeah. He's got that skill to go yeah. the distance, yeah. man. Yeah, I think yeah. he must have watched bad movies in lockdown or something. Trust me. <laughs> no, he caught COVID and the, was praying the, to uh, Pfizer for the, relief. Yeah. <laughs> the, some of the damn videos were quite out there, right? The damn some videos. Of the, like, yeah. Yeah. Let's just appreciate Humble, to be honest, because I was looking at the skills for that this morning. Uh, there's incredible shots in Humble. It's yeah, he's, he's always made amazing videos and, and videos that kind of make you think, wait, how are they doing that? Because before mm. that camera movement, I'd never seen that before. And now I see it Poetic everywhere. Justice? Huh? Remember Poetic Justice with a, when they like sort of jump out of the car and it reverses? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, even back then, he's, cool stuff. He's always been up to something. But... All right, so so what does everyone think is next for Kendrick? For me, I think he does this this massive tour. We get to see him at the end of the year if I don't die, if no one else dies, if he don't die, you know. And from there, he just kind of goes into hiding again. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Protect, I just, protecting himself in the valley of silence. That's what I want him to just be happy, and I want. I know he's doing so many tour dates, and let's be real, like that's difficult. I, mm-hmm. I just, mm. I feel, I feel kind of bad for him. You know, like I, I just hope he's got energy by the time he gets to us. Yeah, he doesn't owe he doesn't owe us or anyone exactly. anything, in it. He's yeah. and, and no, no artist does, but I mean, especially him. He's he's got nothing left to prove. I personally think, uh, like, like I just said, I think we're going to see work in other fields. I think we might get maybe a few more features, work with Keem. Um, but in terms of like a solo project, I think it's going to be a while. I don't see the solo project coming anytime soon. Uh, no. you know, if we're cool still recording this, pro- this podcast and it ain't blown up by the time Kendrick has dropped another album, <laughs> we're doing something wrong. <laughs> so you get what I'm trying to say? It's going to be a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. ask, who, who do you want to see a collab album with? Honestly, he's, he's never done. Collab. Oh, do I? You know, you know my answer. I've wanted it from flipping day one. It's not going to oh. happen. But anyway, it's yeah, Mac. I've, I've wanted that. Oh, oh, Cole. that that's never happening. I wanted to see. No, I know it's Mac never happening. All right, yeah. Mac. I think Baby I mean, would oh, be man. an interesting collab. Mm. Yeah, I mean that could be like a, a like a Watch the Throne twenty twenty three or something synergy, like that, right? Like, it's, it's yeah. Tell a lie. I know who I want to see one with. Thundercat. Ooh, that would just be wild. Yeah, just That's them two. I Thundercat could do some hooks yeah. and some verses. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, could yeah, do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Get Anna Wise mm. back as well. Oh yeah, that'd be fire. Can Marcy Washington as well? That'd be good. Jazz eyes. That'd be jazzy. Mm. Um, but that'd be like Tabimba Butterfly too, right? Nah. No. Because because Thundercat's like new new wave type funk and Kamasi yeah, can, yeah, can just spice Benson. it up. Yeah. He can, mm. Kamasi Him, can just spice it up. That would be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Keem is the one I put my money on. I'm trying to think of like a random one that would just be Ooh. Kanye. I mean, after that, after that EP, give me a, a little EP with Dr. Dre, man. Let's just do it. Let's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But he hasn't had enough music with Drake. No, not at all. No, but still. I want that. Mm. Right, Daydream. Should we um, should we get into favorite tracks? Yep. Let's do it. Who's going go first? first? I want to go last. I'm not gonna lie, guys. Like, this is two albums, right? It's not. No, we're not don't doing do some, that. No, we're don't not. Do, we're do not that. doing that. We're not doing six. Nah. We're not doing no, six songs. Okay. Oh no, no, no. Give him this. You can have four. Because I only I can he could have four. No, yeah. no one else can have four. <laughs> he could have four. I, I personally chose six because I have like three chill ones and three oh, hype ones. No but word. Let me, let me just, just come back to wait, him. Let me let me not go first because I need to cut two down. Who's going first? I don't know, man. Mine's a bit of a struggle as well, you know. Oh, man. Oh, I've got mine. Too. I've got mine. Oh yeah, pick. you go. You you go. I've got mine. Yeah. How do you so, pick? So my fa- my favorite is Savior. I love Savior. Oh, well, that's mine. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah that's I've my number one. <laughs> Far, uh, Father Times number two, and uh, Mr. Morale number three. Oh God, that's good. You know, I'm still struggling. I can tell you uh, one. Savior. Savior is my favorite track on the album. Period. Period. Um, <laughs> actually, no. I'll I'll go my my mine is Savior. United in Grief and um, oh flipping hell it's either Mr. Morale or Crown one of them two so good, yeah. Crown is amazing Crown is amazing I just love that song I just think it's incredible everybody. yeah I think it's amazing I don't think Kieran's ready yet so I'll I'll do mine 
Mine are the, the poppy tracks, realistically. Father Time, Count Me Out, and Silent Hill. <laughs> and that's not me saying that they're mm-hmm. the best tracks. They're just my favorites. Those are the ones I actually like listening to. And those could change yeah. on any given day. Because I want to say Savior. I want to say Die Hard. You know what I mean? But Father Time, Count Me Out. Where else could it today? Hill. I thought I put Die Hard in my one. But um, I think mine is United in Greece, especially because of the outro in that. The outro is incredible. Um, Mother Ass Sober, and mm. I just like the cry for that. I'm not gonna lie. I just, I just put it on the bus of tears sometimes. Um, and it's between Father Time and Savior. I just, I just can't pick. The thing is, side A and side B, they're just so different. But like, oh, oh. man. I'm it. <laughs> it's all good. We, we, Why did we he get fold it. himself in half like that? Like, I know, it was like a deck chair. <laughs> I was ready to fall. Like. <laughs> um, oh, I had another question though. What's everyone's favourite side? Side A or side B? Oh, side B. 100%. Side B, Mr. Morales, man. Mr. Morales. All, all day. All day. All day. That's interesting though. Side A's got a lot of the hits. Like, if you look at the most popular songs, they're all from side A. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. Mm. But I, I, what I'm saying is, side B is for me. I thought it's side A was for me. Yeah. Side then I thought side B was for me. I, I stuck with side B. Yeah, I'm going to sound like B. a massive hypocrite now, though, as well, because uh, Sam, I'm with you on Silent Hill. Because when, when the album first came out, I could not stop listening to that song. But I was also like laughing every time I listened to it because that. <laughs> <laughs> too much. But do you know that the song at the minute, that's, uh, the one that's like addictive to me is Rich Spirit. For some yeah, reason, that is. song is just. Is. I love the like nighttime drive as well. Love it. DJ um, Gahi sounds. S- scores, scores. Nine point seven. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just said it well, quiet. Like I don't even know what he said. He said nine point oh, seven. What did you say? I said nine point seven. Nine point seven. <laughs> he was reacting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, 9.7, you know. I'll give you mine. Oh, my, my, mine's not that that high. No, complex mine's not that, mine's not that high either. I, I'm sitting yeah, at, at a nice, healthy 8.9. You ugly as fuck. You are That's an ugly score, man. I'm just saying that is ugly. 8.9 feels right. No, I know what mine is. Mine's a, mine's a 9.2. I got 9.1. Bubbled up, no chase on me, no chase on Hey, it's your boy Theo, and thanks for listening to the Grey Area Podcast. Now, go over and check the Discord. We've got loads of different playlists for you guys to check out. And most importantly of all, we want to hear from our community. So go over and check it out. You might get a free seasoning pack. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>